because uh, he sleeps with uh, <laughs> he sleeps with Jordan Fast and Furious girl. <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. This episode of Sincast is brought to you by Mubi, a curated online cinema streaming exceptional films from around the globe. Each day, Mubi introduces a new gem and you have one month to watch it. From cult classics to acclaimed masterpieces, every film is hand-selected by experts. Try Mubi free for 30 days at mubi.com slash cinemasins. That's mubi.com slash cinemasins for your extended free trial. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Hey. And from Music Video Sins, Barrett Share. Hey. Hey. Everybody, hey. Everybody's turning a little Fonzie's That's here. That's right. And then what's hey. Fonzie like? It's cool. <laughs> it's right, <laughs> correctamundo. He's cool. <laughs> I gotta go pee. <laughs> And that's what we're going to be like. <laughs> we're going to be a couple of Fonzies here. We're going to be cool. Uh, Speaking of cool, we're going to be talking about the spring and summer movies. Tell me his name again. Thanos. Hey, kid, I'm putting together a crew. I'm Telly. I'm here to take care of you. Sorry I'm late. I was rounding up all the gluten in the world and launching into space where it can't not hurt us ever again. We're yeah. going to do a little preview of those with Ready Player One uh, out as we speak. That's right. How um, does that work? Well, like, yesterday was a Wednesday, and people were seeing that movie. Yeah. Well, it premiered at South by Southwest, right? And there might have been a sneak preview that kind of... Mm-hmm. Well, Frank from Twitter saw it. Yeah, and I saw I had somebody else on Facebook tell me they saw it. And he lives in Delaware. They didn't have <laughs> no preview screening in Delaware. I don't know. I have no clue how people have already seen it, but uh, there you go. People have already seen it, and it's out. Uh, it's been out uh, at this point of this uh, publishing of this recording. Uh, for a few days i am reading this as we speak there you go oh. i mean not like as we speak right now but right, right. i have it with me in between comments you're reading it that's right um so we're gonna start with uh april because really april starts it off i mm-hmm. mean i guess ready player one really kind of starts it off the march 29th and everything but april really starts it off especially at the end of it when we get avengers affinity war mm-hmm. and all that so we're going to start with April, and we're going to move our way on to August, and uh, yeah, we're going to go through a bunch of movies. That's right. I've seen a ton of trailers. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, April 6th brings us Blockers. Yeah. Ah, now I I just was seeing yesterday, this is getting really good Rotten Tomatoes scores, mm. getting pretty good reviews. You've heard me rave about Game Night, mm-hmm. and this is scoring better on Rotten Tomatoes than Game Night. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm all for it. You know, It feels like a comedy comes out like game night that has you know generally well received you know it's generally people like that movie but if there's another comedy coming on its heels yeah you know, the odds tell me that's that one's not going to be good True. we're not going to get yeah. two good comedies inside of three weeks but maybe we did yeah maybe and, i mean the first time i saw this trailer i was like it might be pretty funny mm-hmm. and i mean I, I, the the initial shock of seeing a cock and then yeah. blockers yeah. on the trailer was was another thing. I was like, oh, they're really doing this. And uh, and then the more and more you see the trailer, like, I don't know if that's going to be any good. But man, there's some parts in there. I'm like, oh, I think that might be funny. I wonder if it's going to be you, may, Jeremy. You made a really good point about game night. Is that it's shot really beautifully. Sure. And that kind of enhances 
the jokes because the jokes aren't the big broad jokes. It's it's like, you know, joking about Denzel when they're trying to build a way out of like the, the room right. and stuff like that. Or being in an alley and they're, you know, making puke sounds to each yeah. other. <laughs> it's like that silly stuff that really lands. Yeah. And if they do similar stuff to that with blockers, I mean, there's the broad comedy of like John Cena catching yeah. somebody and throwing them up, <laughs> yeah. which kind of looks funny too. Yeah. But if they get those little moments right, then that's what's going to make it successful. Yeah, and I'm all for John Cena getting a chance to show more acting comedy mm-hmm. chops he was really funny in that movie you mentioned train wreck yeah train yeah. wreck and, um, uh what was the it was another one he was pretty good in too right uh he was in daddy's home for like a minute um, well and he was a voice in ferdinand right yeah he was ferdinand yeah that's why it seemed I like there were a couple of movies that came out right around train wreck and he was in he was in one, not only train wreck but something else you were thinking about monday night raw i was thinking about monday night raw <laughs> yeah of course of course you were um <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's directed by Kay Cannon, who did uh, who wrote the Pitch Perfect movies. Oh, okay. excellent. Um, then we have uh, on a on a much more downer note, Chappaquiddick <laughs> comes out. Yeah, uh, that'll be a laugh. A that's minute. right. I tell you, you watch this trailer, right? Mm-hmm. What did you think? Um, it looks decent. It looks pretty decent. Ed Helms is doing like a believable Boston accent, at least in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, Jason Clark Jason is Clark. playing Edward Kennedy, and it's. It's a it's a story that I've always thought is insane that it didn't get more play. Yeah. And I guess it's because the Kennedys are behind it. That, well, that and when play. it happened, if that had happened in the Internet age, it would have gotten all the play. Mm-hmm. It would have. But, you know, it happened. It happened before news like that can spread like wildfire across the country. And it, it becomes more like rumors. Yeah. And, and then you don't know who to believe. And there's a point, too, where he's where he says he's like, he's like we're going to tell the truth our version of the truth yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh you know i mean jason clark uh i'm i'm i don't know if i'm there as far as going to see it in theaters or anything but i'm there as far as i'm going to watch it oh totally like, do we know who directed this uh it was john Curran who did painted veil and a movie called stone which i barely remember hmm. and uh mila jovovich mila jovovich <laughs> <laughs> uh, mila jovovich and robert de niro and uh i can't remember i saw it a long time ago hmm. i was like oh, oh uh ed norton edward norton yeah. yeah it's like a prison parolee kind of thing something like yeah. that yeah and uh yeah sounds pretty good so john Grand did painted veil yeah. but uh yeah i mean it looks decent it looks like a, a pretty uh you know good little biopic like a uh, section of history that we never really have yeah. you know dived into really well before um then also on april 6th we have the miracle season uh, this is about a uh, high school volleyball team loses one of their. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna Sorry. regret saying that, considering that the person dies and then they. Oh, oh. shit! Oh. I didn't know that. That's yeah, like... that's why you shouldn't snore until I'm done, <laughs> bitch. Snoring the idea of volleyball. I had a movie about volleyball. I didn't know a person died. March. I just watched women's volleyball on ESPN. <laughs> Okay, so I, I apologize. I did not. It's, it's probably based on a true story. It dude. is based on God, a true story. Fuck me, uh, I'm the devil. It's a uh, high school volleyball team that loses one of their loses one of their best players uh, in a like a freak motorcycle accident, and uh, and so like the miracle season is that you know I guess without her they don't think they have much of a chance. They're a champion volleyball team, mm-hmm. and uh, Helen Hunt plays the coach, and. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, but no, Helen Hunt plays the coach and it's about them having this miracle season without her and like sort of playing the season for her and mm-hmm. everything. Okay. Not going to lie. Movie still sounds boring. Yeah. <laughs> it, the, the trailer itself is almost like a tearjerker, actually. Uh, the guy who directed this, Sean McNamara, uh, has done a lot of family stuff. If you ever like go and, and click on his name, it's like just a roll upon roll of credits of just, TV stuff for family. Where he also did Soul Surfer. That was the other movie. Oh, okay. He must have an in with Helen Hunt then. He must. And yeah. yeah. Well, you'll find this is kind of a theme, and uh, over the summer, as you'll see, directors who have worked with that actor before many times. Hmm. Um, so um, uh, you'll see this a bunch when we come through it. We'll we'll get to them. But uh, yeah, Miracle Season also comes out on April sixth, <laughs> and the last one, which might be the biggest one, A Quiet Place. Ooh. Yeah, man, that's getting a lot of legs, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm officially geeked, and I don't get excited about like scary movies, right? But I th- something about the the story of Get Out that has renewed my interest in new directors, particularly those with a comedy background, tackling horror, and you know, of course, it's got amazing buzz and 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but I, <clears throat> I was talking with Simser about this a week or two ago. And one of the things I'm most excited about is is a movie that is going to try and scare me with a lack of sound mm-hmm. instead of sound. Because my biggest problem with horror movies is these days, the modern ones, is how they sneak all these bullshit scary sounds in that shouldn't exist. Although, technically, aren't we saying that sound is scary in this? Because... Well, yes, I'm saying the tension and anxiety I will feel as a viewer will, I am expecting at moments, come from quiet yeah, right, moments right, right. in the movie. There is, there is the part in the I'm I'm all the, all in for this movie. I'm watching it. Uh, I mean, I'll probably watch this in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a moment in that one trailer where the kid just decides to just hang back from the family walking over the bridge. <laughs> yeah, and just turns on this fucking thing. I'm like, I'm like, and first off, you're like fucking kids. Yeah. <laughs> but then you're like, how does that happen? Why is he even allowed to carry Why a noise even have that? device? <laughs> like, y- you would think Krasinski would be like Santa Claus at this point and just have a sack of toys <laughs> just like carrying it or like put it on a wagon or something and not let the kids have it ever um but no i'm all i'm all in for it i've i've ever since i saw the first trailer for this i was i wanted to see it. krasinski directed this too yeah. and he gets his like he gets his wife emily blunt in there as well uh so that'll be an interesting uh movie to watch I and think. as i learned the hard way not his directorial debut no nope. yeah, what did he do before a movie called the hollers with mm. uh margaret martindale actually i've seen mm. it uh it's kind of like a family dramedy coming together over a sick relative kind of I mean, there's dozens of movies like that. I'm not trying to put it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he even directed something else. Well, he did a couple of shorts, I think. I, the the movie that you just t- said was his debut, his feature debut. This one is really his first big movie. Yeah, yeah. Now, sometimes, you know, you look at, like, Christopher Nolan had come out with a feature before he came out with Memento. Mm. Right. But Memento was really his first. I yeah. mean, the, it's it's sort of like albums, right? Like, yeah. when you, you talk about, like, oh, the first Smashing Pumpkins album was so good, and then someone's got to be like, no, you're not talking about Gish. Yeah. <laughs> you're talking about their first popular album. Right. Like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Nobody gave a shit about Gish no. until Siamese Dream. That's true. Exactly. That is true. Uh, but anyway, those are all coming out on April 6th. Then April 13th, we have Borg versus McEnroe. That's uh, Shia LaBeouf playing John McEnroe. Uh, Shia is trying to make a real comeback, man. He is. He's, well, maybe. You know the movie he's making right now. Yeah. 
based on his own life. Yes. He's going to play his own father and direct the film. And the kid from Manchester by the Sea, I think, is playing Yeah, Lucas him. Hedges. I mean, I, you know, I scoffed at that when I first saw that. I scoff at it still. But, I mean, he, d- he has had an interesting life up until now, and it's not like he'd be the first person to make... Like Man, a- I can take five years... Do a shit ton of drugs and make some crazy performance art, and you're going to call that like a journey that's interesting? <laughs> it depends on where he is now. I, I mean, I, okay, well, if we want to get real, <laughs> he's probably mentally unbalanced. He probably needs medication. Yeah, probably needs going on therapy. Here. I saw an article, there was an interview with him very recently, like in the last week or two, and I guess it's because this Borg versus McEnroe's coming out and everything, um, where he... he I've, I've seen this before though i mean it's hard to like really like believe somebody when mm-hmm. they but he's like i realize my mistakes i know i was an asshole blah 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 i've, I've seen that before yeah when you have to prove it by just having years and years you have to do robert downey jr yeah type stuff yeah where it's like years of like okay well, we get okay i think you're good now mm-hmm. yeah even robert downey jr was like I, i've learned my lesson and relapsed a couple times yeah like, like he had to he had to come to jesus um the biggest problem I have here is that, that Hollywood continues to think I give a shit about tennis. Yeah, I know. Mm. Like, I know. Tennis in and of itself is one of the most boring sports on the planet. Now, if you're into tennis, good for you. <laughs> Live tennis, you like to watch it, you want to go to it like Bradley Cooper. Says the guy who loves golf. I love golf. <laughs> and anyone who wants to say golf is boring, I'm not going to argue. Right. That because I love golf because I play it. Right. And if you play tennis, you probably love tennis. Still doesn't make that shit cinematic. Mm. And and now we already had a tennis drama in the last 12 months mm-hmm. with two big actors. It was an awards-centric thing, and now they're going to do it again. I just I don't give a shit. I actually grew up watching McEnroe Borg mm-hmm. and watched all of those matches. I I don't want to relive it. I, certainly I, don't I know. They were it. plenty dramatic on their own. In matter of fact, there's another documentary on John Macro oh, yeah. that's coming out later on this summer. Wow. So it's like, I agree. I completely agree. That being said, Shia's life the last five years should give him the ability to channel classic John McEnroe for the film. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Well, he, he definitely looks like he's going to be playing the part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know, chalk flew up and all that, you know. Uh, who's the, who's you, playing Borg? Uh, it's, a, yeah, it's a Swedish guy. I don't know his name, and I'm sorry to Sweden because <laughs> I know we have listeners in Sweden, and I'm sure he's a big actor there. But I don't know. Who do you think is what's a bigger group we've apologized to today? Sweden or girls who play volleyball? Oh, <laughs> girls who play volleyball, probably. What about Swedish girls that play volleyball <laughs> and tennis? Because because Sweden is just a country. Women who play volleyball is 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 a worldwide thing. <laughs> Can't. Can't just you know. Um, we have the biggest movie of uh, April, on April thirteenth is Rampage. Um, God help us all. That's Brad Payton, who was a go-to rock director. He did uh, San Andreas and he did uh, Journey Two. Okay, so he made two shitty rock movies. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, he did. I, am I the only one who looks at Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle and knows what happened? Mm-hmm. Well, like we're gonna get more rock is a starring in this like rampage and the skyscraper moon and all these people are just they're we're learning the wrong lessons i saw somebody on reddit was like after the success of jumanji what would what 80s classic kids movie would you like to see redone oh yeah i bet we're gonna get honey i shrunk the kids and i was like you goddamn right we are yeah because they're gonna learn the, they're gonna think that movie did well because it was jumanji when i'm saying you could take jumanji off that movie yes put all those actors in it make it a movie about getting sucked into a video game call it something else and it's 
it would do the exact same thing it just did. The reason it was successful, I mean, I think the reason that it was successful was the conceit of it. To well, where, and the word of mouth. Yeah, it's not the rock playing the rock. It's the rock playing this geeky character right. as the rock. Yeah, which is what and sort of making so fun appealing. of himself yeah. at the same time. And the rock has become, uh, you know, I mean, if he wasn't already, but he's, I think he's become more of a brand than he ever has. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think people just sort of, uh, they don't think they care about what kind of movie he's in it's anymore. Not. It just, uh, it's, does it look like it's got some action in it? Oh, it's got the rock too. All right. Well, mm -hmm. I'm there. He's and, got a slew of these coming. He's yeah. got like jungle cruise or it's based on a ride. I think nice probably at like bush gardens yeah no and idea. he's got this rampage and this skyscraper movie <laughs> and i bet you all of them are gonna suck like i think this jumanji was kind of lightning in the bottle and I, I honestly think hearing people who have seen it and liked it talk about it i feel like it was the other actors that sort of made that movie sing mm -hmm. more, yeah. not necessarily just the rock carrying it and i don't Based on a video game, a bunch of monsters that are giant. The Tret trailer, well, and when he goes, oh, of course the wolf has wings or whatever. Yeah. I'm well, like, I want to punch you in the goddamn face. <laughs> uh, you know. It, don't want to do that, by the way. Yeah, you don't, you don't really want to do that. But, like, <laughs> just taking an objective look at this and forgetting about all the different things that The Rock does and all the other type of stuff. Remember the fun of Rampage was being the monster smashing the smashing the buildings? Mm -hmm. yeah. And now you're we're trying to stop the monsters from oh smashing except for the, the white ape he's the good monster right he gets to smash whatever he wants i guess that's how they're going for and, it and poor chicago after transformers <laughs> dark of the moon we're gonna smash it up again yep oh man chicago can't take a can't get a break man, man it got wasted in that uh <laughs> jupiter ascending movie it did. <laughs> but then they didn't know it because that's their minds right. got erased <laughs> see at least in jupiter ascending they covered it up and they said you know we're gonna rebuild your city you're not gonna know what happened yep. it's awesome um then uh then there's a couple uh, sergeant stubby and american hero which is an animated dog movie if there was anything that i noticed about if there, there wasn't a big theme, remember a couple of years ago, it was little children running through the woods. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then last year it was like women partying and all that time. Uh, this year is going to be another dog centric uh, year as far as family entertainment. There's a bunch of these coming out, but this one is, is, uh, is sort of a, it's a dog joins the military and it's an animated movie. It's really mm. Mm, weird looking. The guy directing it has done like, war documentaries and stuff so he's doing this is his first i think is his first like feature not documentary but it's still got a war theme to it tell me the name of it again sergeant stubby an american hero sergeant stubby that's right is he gonna lose a limb i don't i don't know i think his name is just stubby why would you name a dog stubby i don't know because maybe because he's stubby i don't know but does he start out missing a limb i don't know if he misses a limb. he doesn't have a limb missing i'm just i'm just saying how does this isn't stubby a nickname we usually reserve for people who have lost limbs I think maybe it it's also, a tail but it could be the tail could be the tail you know maybe i think anything that's shorter than normal right maybe he just walks around with the boner all the time just saying Could it's be. not that title doesn't reel me in sergeant well Stubb, no if I it don't... was like sergeant sparky i wouldn't be raising any questions yeah that's what well, i mean that's what I'm, i don't know i was watching this trailer going i don't know why this is animated <laughs> why isn't this just like Airbud in in the military or whatever you know like I don't, the, some of this animation that they're coming out with this cheap like Let's make an animation movie for animation's sake. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you look at it and it's like, there's nothing to this. Why is this animated? That's why I, that, it's a question you should be asking yourself sometimes. Yeah. Like the why star is this that animated? just came out. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, we don't have to talk about a lot. Of, uh, then there's another horror movie called Truth or Dare coming out. It's another, um, Blumhouse. Blumhouse mo- movie. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of seems like they're just the new, new line, right? Where it's going to be like Final Destination. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting the, a little concerned. Like, I'm getting a little concerned. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because uh, Blumhouse has this reputation, mm-hmm. but New Line did in the beginning too. And then they just started cranking out all the crap. And I don't want to see Blumhouse do that. And it's hard for me. Truth or Dare feels like, feels like that fake movie they talk about in Forgetting Sarah Marshall where your cell phone kills you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does. Oh, oh, answer my phone. Ugh. Yeah. There's a, there, I don't think this is going to be good. I do think that there are a couple of moments in here that might, get people in the theater though yeah uh the, the faces are the yeah the big thing. and then there's the there's the scene where um the one girl is told that she needs to break uh lucy hale's hand mm-hmm. and she's like and lucy hale's like you're gonna have to do it because because she knows at this point that there you know you're gonna get you're gonna get killed if you don't do mm-hmm. it there is some real stupid stuff though the guy who goes in on the jumps on the billiard table and he's like i want to show you my penis and then like everybody's like no i've seen it it's not good or whatever and then he just like trips over a fucking ball and yeah, like yeah. hits his head on the, it's like yeah. it's like final destination mm-hmm. it's like final destination and it follows put together and it's i think blumhouse is sort of uh understood that horror movies now you gotta have that like one little hook mm-hmm. this case being a truth or dare mm-hmm. and then then you put all your scary stuff around it it's the hook that gets yep. you in yep it's not really the just horror just like what blues traveler said the hook brings exactly. you back in 1996 telling you no lie yeah um anyway you know that little rap verse do you remember that suck it in suck it in suck it in if you rent in tin or in berlin see what you do to me this is not so in other words no <laughs> hey at least you didn't snore i thought i was gonna get there <laughs> dead volleyball girl i thought that some automatic processing would kick in no no uh april 20th we have i feel pretty which is the uh amy schumer movie we've I talked about before pretty. that's one of my favorite songs to sing oh mm-hmm. yeah i probably shouldn't admit that <laughs> mm-hmm. um the uh the directing team on this there's a directing team yeah on, well uh, you definitely that's need the new the new thing yeah so you have abby Cohn and mark silverstein they are the writing team behind he's just not that into you valentine's day and how to be single oh uh, you mean modern classics yes yeah. that's right yeah, i forgot don't two of those three that. movies start Ginny. Um, <laughs> there's a chance that those movies starred everybody at least twice. Yes, yes. <laughs> he's, he's Jennifer just, Goodwin is who I was thinking of. Yeah, uh, Jennifer Goodwin, yeah. Between uh, He's Not That Into You, He's Just Not That Into You, and Valentine's Day, that covers like half of Hollywood. It really yes, does. So. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. But this is this is Amy Schumer's vehicle, and we talked about it before. The, the, there was the controversy about like you know the one... Uh, a publication that came out that said isn't amy schumer really the standard that she's saying that she's not and we all agree that no that she's yeah. not um and that's the reason why this movie will work quote unquote but uh i don't know what to think of the movie itself it doesn't look terribly funny did you it's see not. that snatched movie no with goldie Hawn? i saw 15 minutes of it Dude, watchable at all it's angry at you <laughs> it's like mm. it's one of those That's interesting mm-hmm. you remember how you were talking about how on veep 
like the the more recent seasons, everybody's just gotten so mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what this movie made me feel like. Huh. I was like, I'm I can't pull for either of these people. I've never really been a big Goldie Hawn fan anyway. No. Um, so yeah, I turned it off. I, fl- I probably went back and watched The Informant again. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think I I think it gave me a couple chuckles. Yeah. I do like that first moment after she realizes she's pretty now and it shows her walking in that short dress and you get that song with doom 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 Megan Trainer. She's like Yeah. Well by the way, Amy Schumer, Megan Trainer, might as well be the same person. Did you know Megan Trainer's engaged to the kid from Spy Kids? No. Oh, really? Really? I saw this headline, Megan Trainer engaged, didn't recognize the guy's name, clicked through, and I was like, is that the motherfucking... And it is. It's a kid wow. Spy Kids. Wow. He grew up. I didn't know that was allowed to happen. Yeah. But he's like 25 now. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it has a couple... I think it may have a couple funny moments in it, but I'm I'm not sure about it. I'm, I don't know if I'm... I'm like not going to be like going to see it, I yeah. don't think. It has uh, shades of that Jack Black movie a little bit. Yeah, it like, does. Where it's all in your head. It does have zoom. shallow how. So I wonder if it's going to separate itself it's a, enough it's a that. it's like an opera it's like a reverse shallow yeah how. yeah um then you have super troopers 2 comes out on april 20th kind uh, of excited yeah, yeah i'm excited funny. about that yeah i'll go back yeah yeah i mean every every i mean yeah all these guys have sort of proven themselves i mean it, they're still kind of cult status but mm-hmm. if you're in that cult then you're gonna watch this movie absolutely and, you probably donated to the kickstart yeah and uh <laughs> and this and this i don't think this movie's gonna do like gangbusters but it'll do enough to probably pay for itself mm-hmm. none of those movies have ever done gang that's no. why they have a cold follow yeah yeah uh but uh, yeah trailer looks funny and yep. it's the time they're going to canada yeah <laughs> and uh they're like they're like turn into like canadian mountain mounties or something yeah. like that that should be fun yeah um and then there's another movie on april 20th called traffic with a k um oh and it's got <laughs> it's got omar epps in it and uh of course it does yes of course it does and uh i don't even remember much about it i, I saw the trailer mm. and it looks like i think yeah this, this, i think this is what happens omar epps goes to a gas station and of course there are bad guys at the gas station oh, no and meanwhile his girlfriend i think paula Patton, is in the is in the uh, bathroom and one of the other the bad guy's girlfriend like like slips her something in her purse without her knowing and it's a phone and the bad guys need the phone so like there's a point where they're all at a house and the phone rings and they're like hey your phone's ringing it's, that's not my phone and the bad it's guys coming from inside the house it's coming from inside the house it really is uh but uh yeah that movie's coming out on the 20th uh on the 27th not much yeah just the biggest movie of the year yeah i mean it's it's you think uh avengers <laughs> infinity war comes out on april 27th how excited are you for this one uh i love the trailer the trailer was the first as the first avengers trailer to get me excited in a long time the most recent trailer yeah. that you're talking about yeah that's in a fact, good trailer. everything i've seen up on infinity war up until now failed to excite me but mm-hmm. this trailer is very well cut i still question why all those heroes in that running shot have to be in a horizontal line <laughs> yeah <laughs> battle um, tactics man other than you know camera work yeah. and mm-hmm. photography but i i did something stupid i watched this trailer and i did a little research on thanos mm-hmm. because i read i read one fan's reaction to the trailer talking about how if they do this right thanos could be the most memorable comic book villain ever because mm. he is in the comics and they marvel just showed us with black panther that they have probably learned a very important lesson about giving your villains 
something the audience can relate to and hold on to. Now, mm-hmm. I'm seeing this big purple alien god mm-hmm. all the way up until now, and I've never thought of him as anything other than a cartoon. And it's been hard for me to imagine how I might he might resonate with me as a character. But I've read some. Apparently, he's got like 42 different backstories over the years in the comics. Mm. They're all tragic. And uh, well, I don't want to say anything about what I read because I don't want to spoil anything for you guys. But, right. Yeah. But there's um, a there's the most popular common Thanos storyline. He does something. And I think he's going to do it at or near the end of this movie. Hmm. Are you saying that he has sort of a, a blip of humanity that makes us empathize with him? No. No. Oh no, I probably shouldn't do and that. Just, I mean, I don't need to know. I'm, I'm, I, I'll figure it out later. But I was just trying to figure out if I could kind of like skirt the knowing what exactly it is, and um, it would be a very, very bad thing. Okay, hmm. it'll be a bad thing. All right. Now, uh, before then, they might make us like him, mm-hmm. give him something for me to empathize with. But uh, I'll tell you what, if if this is the way they go, and this is what they do with this movie. I might go from, like, the least affected by Marvel movies guy in the world to, like, one of the biggest Marvel movie fans. Like, the MCU might do it for me if they go the way I think they're going to go. You go from six to midnight? I would go from six to midnight, <laughs> just like Jonah Hill. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm being so vague because I, I know no, good. there are people out there that haven't even watched this trailer because they don't want to be spoiled. And so I don't want to. If I'm right about what I think they may be doing, I will ruin the movie for you if I talk about it. Right. And I don't want to do that. Yep. But suffice to say, this is one of the best trailers I've seen the MCU do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the first one that's got me a little bit excited to see the movie. I'm still going in wary. And it will be mm-hmm. interesting to see all these characters who haven't interacted with each other before interact. You have such a deep history with all these characters and some of them have never talked to each other. It's kind of like what TV seasons do sometimes, where they'll pair off some characters that never have been yeah. paired before, and then they have, like, Game of Thrones does this all the time. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, oh, I wonder what kind of conversations they'll have. That's kind of what I feel like with with this. Well, and I hope I hope that is, it's more than just that. Because mm-hmm. I think it could easily just be that and feel gimmicky. Yeah. Because uh, there's that moment in the trailer where Star-Lord is talking to Iron Man, mm-hmm. and... It's a funny beat, but if mm. the whole movie is just that, the, that's what I'm worried about, yeah. is that the whole movie is just giving me hero shots, and you're going to love it because these two people are in frame together. Mm-hmm. So if there's story and character underneath all that that carries it through, um, then you know, maybe maybe they'll win me over. Yeah. Because Avengers Infinity War is coming out on April 27th, the next couple of weeks are garbage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, there is one movie in here. We'll get to it in a minute that I think might possibly be good, but uh, we, we don't have to go too far on this. Bad Samaritan is mm. a movie Dean Devlin of yeah. Geostorm fame <laughs> directed. Um, uh, it. It actually, I don't know, the trailer looked okay. I don't think it's anything that I'm going to go to the theater to watch or anything. But uh, Then there's a remake, a gender-swapped remake of Overboard coming out. Boy, that looks really shitty. Now, the, it does. The, the first one with Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, actually, yeah. was, uh, the concept was creepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude just kidnaps this woman who has amnesia yeah. and just kind of does his own thing and I guess because it's gender swapped, it's a little less creepy. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. in the trailer they call attention to it being creepy. So yeah, I am. I have no interest in this. I watched the first one a million times just because I had it on VHS. But 
go, going back and watching it, it's it's awful. Yeah, is this uh, is the guy in this movie? Is he like a Bollywood star or something? I don't know. He might have been. In, I think I, he's Hispanic, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's Hispanic, but I think he, he might have been in that. Uh, it was that movie last year that uh, did did some business nobody expected. And I think he's in that. Yeah, How to Be a Latin Lover. He's in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's what I was like. It had to be that guy because I was like, <laughs> why is his name like all like. The whole time I'm watching that trailer, I'm just like, well, isn't this a role you normally would put like a Channing Tatum in or mm-hmm. something? Like, it just seemed a little weird to me. But mm-hmm. uh, Anna Ferris is the uh, is the kidnapper in this one. She plays Maybe like the a, only redeemable part of this movie because she's adorable mm-hmm. in anything that she does. Yeah. Uh, the one movie out of this group in the next two weeks that might be good is Tully. I am excited about this movie. I have no clue what happens in this movie. I love the trailer yeah. because it doesn't give anything away. Well, and Jason Reitman and Diablo Cody have done Juno and Young Adult. Both mm-hmm. of them are, are very good movies. Yep. Uh, and this one seems like a very honest uh, look at uh, life after pregnancy and life after having many kids. Or mm-hmm. she has like three or four kids in this, I think. Charlize Theron. I think I've seen this trailer. What is this? It's literally Charlize, like, you know, close-up shots of her just going through the mundane stuff of early motherhood and, like, you know, breast pumping and putting shit away and putting the Is this the, the one with in. Mackenzie Davis? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Where so she it's shows kind of like a thriller end. at some point, right? No, I don't think it's a thriller. Like, I think she hires Mackenzie Davis to be a nanny. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the only reason why they've hired this nanny now is because... It's four kids now. Uh, yeah, Mackenzie Davis. I don't remember there being any thriller elements in it. but Well, I mean, it, it literally, the trailer, and I've intentionally tried not to know anything about this this movie mm-hmm. because the trailer, she just shows up at the end. She says, I'm Tully. I'm here to help you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it. Yeah. And yeah, I, this team hits everything. Jason Reitman, of course, did Up in the Air, too. Um, he did Up in the Air. Yeah. No, he only did the sequel, Up in the Air, too. <laughs> <laughs> So he's yeah, got a great it track record. It just was, yeah, he did that. He did that, and he did thank you for not thank you for smoking and uh, extract. Did he do extract? No, no that, that was, was Mike Judge. That was Mike that was Judge. Judge. Yeah. But yeah, man, I'm I'm on board with that. I love Diablo Cody. Um, I even liked that Jennifer's Body uh, movie that she she did. I don't think she directed. I think she no. It. Yeah, it was. I can't remember who directed that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 kind of I'm I'm on board with that team and everything because they seem to make. They seem to make some some pretty good movies. Even young adult didn't get any kind of play at all. And I You're remember right. I was working at a movie theater when that came out, and I was like, "Eh, I'll give this a shot. I like Charlie Theron, whatever." And then I was surprised at how it's good really it was. Really good, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the one maybe possibly shining moment. They didn't give it much chance to succeed, though. No. Um, May eleventh, uh, there's a movie called Breaking In. James McTeague of V for Vendetta fame yeah. uh, is directing this. This um, looks this looks like fun. Yeah. So breaking in is Gabrielle Union plays a mom and her kids. She's got like this super yeah, yeah, high yeah. tech house. It's kind of like the accountant almost. Like where yeah, where, it's where, that and like Panic Room or something like that. Where yeah. she's got all these like these these this huge security system mm-hmm. and her kids get caught in with the robbers and she's got to get in and fuck these guys up. Right, right, right. That does look pretty good yeah. actually because. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't think of like I don't know. It's a it sort of turns uh, action hero on its head. Mm-hmm. We don't think of these, you know, moms being like super badass, whatever. Right. Hell hath no fury like a mother's scorn. That's correct. <laughs> That's the tagline. Uh, the tagline actually is "Payback is a mother." Mm-hmm. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mine is better. <laughs> I agree. If you were trying to make a joke tagline, "Payback is a mother" is a better joke than the one I came up with. <laughs> 
So the one that we glossed over was Bad Samaritan. That's the one that felt like the Ferris Bueller's Day Off ah. guy. Because the guy steals a car and he goes he goes to this and it's David Tennant who plays the oh, cool. who plays the guy's car gets stolen. And you know if it's going to be David Tennant's car stolen that there's much more to this than just this guy this guy's joyride in the car. Right. He goes to this dude's house and he sees a woman being held captive at this guy's house. Oh, ah, okay. So that's what Bad Samaritans. Are. All right. Uh, but yeah, breaking in is what's the tagline again? <laughs> Payback is a mother. Payback's a mother. <laughs> uh, then there is Life of the Party, Melissa McCarthy. Um, Kind of like back to school. Yeah, it's very, it's almost exactly like back to school without the diving. Yeah, without yeah. the triple Lindy. Yeah, it is back to school. Yeah. I don't even know why we're hedging. Yeah, and uh, another uh, another go to director and actor like yeah Ben Falcone who did Tammy and the Boss. Well, that's her husband. Oh yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, I think you're right. he plays the air marshal in uh, Bridesmaids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's her husband. No, that is that is. Um, and then there's, I don't think this is a, a, a remake, but there's a movie simply called Revenge coming out, which I think was supposed to come out last year. Yeah. It looks like I spit on your grave, oh, basically. Okay. And in fact, when I watched the trailer, I went down, looked at the comments and somebody's like, I spit on your grave part three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Basically what it is. Uh, May 18th, uh, brings us Deadpool 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so. It'll be fun. New yeah. Tra- new trailer's looking pretty good. Yep. yep. Pretty excited. I think this movie will do very, very well. Yeah. Just based on whatever I've seen so far, it looks like they're continuing that energy. They're spreading it out a little bit in the cast. I'm I'm on board, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. There's no reason to doubt uh, until we, we see a bad Deadpool movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't think we're going to. It, it does look funny. And uh, I mean, I, I'm sure most people, I mean, at this point, and I, you know, I know a lot of people think that Infinity War is going to just carry on over all the way through. This is going to eat some huge chunk into Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, it because out. it is it is that it, it it's not it's not a superhero movie the way Infinity War mm-hmm. is. It's it's the R-rated bite, mm-hmm. acerbic laugh kind of. So yeah, people will be ready. Yeah. Uh, and I think they'll both do very well. Well, especially though. with, I mean, especially with the two week of two weeks of garbage that we're going to have before that comes out and everything. The movie will have been out three weeks, almost four weeks by the time Deadpool uh, comes out. So I think Deadpool will, will eventually will be number one that weekend. You're right. Avengers will probably still make like 30, 40 million that weekend, mm. something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, big, uh, big weekend there. And then we have Book Club. Which oh. is uh, is another four old people get together type movie. <laughs> this only is the this Fifty time, Shades of Grey. Only right? this time it's women and it's Fifty Shades of Grey. They're reading. Oh, I've seen this trailer. Yeah, it's and it's terrible. got Diane Keaton and it's got um, Ted Danson's ex wife, Mary Steen Merchant. Yeah. <laughs> it's got uh, 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 I think uh, Jane Fonda. Jane in Fonda. It. Uh, and uh, Don Johnson of all Don mm-hmm. Johnson. He's know? finally old enough to be in these old people. That's comedies. right. But uh, his, his daughter's up. in the Fifty Shades movie. Oh, and, Interesting. This whole movie is based there on. There better be a joke about that. There better be. You don't get Don Johnson in a movie like this and don't say, did you see the movies? Yeah. Say, did you see? What about that Dakota Johnson, huh? <laughs> that might be too much. So the premise um, is basically they have a book club, they read this book, and then they all, in their own way, yeah, start, start opening up their sexuality. That's right. They want to start going on adventures and shit because. Boy, I hope it's full of nudity. Oh, yeah, Isn't totally. Right? Kevin Klein is in that too? No. Who's the guy? Oh, it's Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, Craig T. Nelson. That has the boner, apparently. That right, he right, gets right. pulled over by the cops. Oh, and like, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. she's ED, like, have a good evening. Like, ED drug jokes are so new that's right yeah well you know to old people they are i mean um, i swear to god there's a whole <laughs> mad about you episode where paul reiser take t- 
takes a boner drug and oh, the, yeah? the whole episode is him trying to hide wow it. and that was like in the 90s that was like 20 25 years ago <laughs> um then we have another dog movie show dogs comes out mm. raja goes now who who mm. did scooby-doo oh well and if you count i love dogs which just came out yeah it is the movie oh of, that's the year right of the dog yeah exactly the year of the dog yeah yeah what is that is it actually the year of the dog Oh, that would be amazing no, that if it really was. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, Raja Gosnell did Beverly Hills Chihuahua and Scooby-Doo. So he's in... He's, he's in down with dogs. Yeah, exactly. That and first this is, Scooby-Doo was a little better than I remembered, by the way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a lot of good people in it. Maybe we should send it one day, and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, Barrett was right about that. I, I'm, it's a very low standard that I had it at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's somebody on Twitter who was always asking for Scooby-Doo, wasn't there? Uh, probably. I'm sure I ignored them if they, <laughs> yeah. if they were there. The following week, man, this is going to be a really interesting thing. Uh, May 25th is Solo, a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think this is going to be interesting with uh, Infinity War and Deadpool still going strong. How is this going to, and people are sort of lukewarm on this trailer. And I think, you know, I mean, they should be. Yeah. After I've watched this trailer five or six times yep. and I just never once am I getting, well, I'm not getting the fun out of this. Only that one Lando moment feels right to me. That one like hero pan up shot of Donald Glover mm-hmm. in costume. And I'm like that I'm interested to see. Mm hmm. But nothing else in that trailer. It'd be crazy to see a Star Wars movie fail. And by fail, meaning like, you know, 100 to 110 million or something something like that. that. I think this is going to be the first of the new era Star Wars movie that disappoints. I think it's going to disappoint critics. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to disappoint fans more universally. Because Force Awakens came out. I feel like generally everyone was somewhere between... Yeah, it's pretty good, and I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. There were very few that were like, what a piece of shit. Right. Even the people who were like, it's a new hope all over again, were still liking parts of it. The Last Jedi was much more divisive. Mm-hmm. Like, there's feels like half the population adores it, and half the population hated it. Yeah. Uh, and that is, that's who we're releasing this solo movie to after six to eight months of news about turmoil on the set yeah. replacing the director and i just feel like all the cards are aligning stars are aligning and yeah and we're cards. Star five cards. months after this jedi movie i mean it's, it, you know the fatigue will settle in at yep. some point and uh, i know that marvel seems to get away with it but the thing is with I don't know. I don't feel like the same thing with Marvel that I do with Star Wars. No. Mm-hmm. Star Wars seems like if the more it comes out, the more like tired of it you could become. Mm-hmm. Whereas Marvel seems to have a lot of different characters and different stories and that you can get into. Star Wars is always based on, I don't know. Star Wars is different stories, but it just never feels Well, this is the same characters though. Yeah, that's the thing. It just doesn't feel like it's a new direction of any sort. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I I mean, I I'm man, I'm going to make a oh, do I make this prediction? <laughs> Do it. You've been teetering on it since you said the name of the movie. I think Deadpool second week beats this movie. Oh. Uh-huh. I think uh-huh. you're right. I think it beats it. I can't wait to go back. Now, to the we're, tape. we're on the same page that <laughs> Infinity War is going to pass Black Panther. I don't know if we're on the same page there. Well, Black Panther just passed... The first Avengers mm-hmm. is the highest grossing superhero movie ever made and the highest grossing MCU film. I think Infinity War is going to stomp it. I don't think it will. That's hmm. curious. The The reason why is because it's not configured to do that. It's coming out in the summer instead of coming out like during a holiday or mm-hmm. something like that. 
Um, it does have three weeks unabated, essentially. Uh, but it then has to run into Deadpool. It's not like Star Wars, where it comes out on a December 17th or whatever and has no competition, essentially, for six, seven weeks, where it's the only game in town. Or Black Panther in Or February. Black Panther the same way. It didn't have any competition. The Wrinkle in Time was considered the competition at one time. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, we all know what happened to that. Um, I... This is the same sort of argument that I would have had with somebody back when Star Wars The Phantom Menace came out. Uh, I heard so many people say, this is going to beat Titanic, easily going to beat Titanic. And I said, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm not saying that I'm right because I'm right then. It's just that it, the, the problem is with Phantom Menace is it came out during the summer. And the summer has too much competition. So I don't... And then this uh, the, was the first Avengers made six hundred million. It was because it was such a build up to that. Well, and that's yeah, that's my counter argument mm. is that I feel like this is the first MCU film. I'm guessing that fans are going into truly believing they're finally going to see the payoff that all of these movies have promised. Mm. Every cameo mm. in an after credit scene, the first team up of the five Avengers, which was great, but when you compare that to the team up that's happening in infinity war mm-hmm. like i just have this feeling there's so much anticipation for this that but you, you may be right the timing is definitely curious i'd be I'd, i would love to see what would happen if we could release infinity war the same weekend next year that black panther came out this yeah year. yeah either yeah. that or over the hot lo- the christmas holidays yeah um, i think it's gonna come up short i do think it it I think it's going to struggle to get to 600 million though. Uh, and the only reason is, is because there's all these movies you have Deadpool. And even though we're down on solo now, who knows might end up being great. Mm. Who knows, but still you're going to have those two big movies running up against it's what would normally be where it would, would hit that next level. Yeah. And that's where I, that's where I would worry about it. Possibly getting that, getting that far black Panthers at six thirty five. Damn um and uh so it's and it's gonna pass jurassic world nice that's fine with me nice uh it might it's gonna pass titanic as well probably uh it'll probably end up being third all time so i don't i don't i don't see that i wouldn't be shocked if it did i just don't think it's going to um and i and i could be way out of my element saying solo is going to not beat deadpool second week (laughs) depends on of course whether deadpool is good or not yeah 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 if deadpool's not good then solo will beat it the next week handily yeah, yeah. well I, that's what i liked about the jumanji welcome to the jungle story is that it, it proves that that word of mouth is still the true driver of you know good films generating high box off because i think yeah. that movie came out after baywatch uh and rock had a couple flops there mm-hmm. Baywatch was a financial flop. No, mm-hmm. Like nobody even went to see it. And mm-hmm. I think anticipation for Welcome to the Jungle was really low. Oh, yeah. But it it just kept making money weekend after weekend because people were like, hey, surprise. It's really good. In fact, I read dozens of reviews that said that. Hey, surprise. It's actually really good. <laughs> yeah. So I love that word of mouth. It's still important. You can't you can't you can't use an algorithm at a studio to craft a, a guaranteed blockbuster. You mm-hmm. still, have, you know, in general, you still have to make something good to truly get something with legs. Yep um and then again we have another garbage dump after this yeah. june 1st we have action point which is johnny knoxville opens up a theme park and does jackass stuff yay wow whoopty shit and then we have a movie called, shit. yeah and then we have a movie called adrift which is another like 
people get stuck out in the middle of the yeah. ocean. Yeah, I, I love these kinds of movies. Is so this I, happening I'm, a lot in real life? This I is a, this is a real story, a true story. Shailene, well, I'm glad I didn't snore when he said the title. <laughs> Shailene Woodley, and it's I think that dude from Hunger Games, the heartthrob dude from Hunger Games. Yeah, he's, he's not dreaming. Josh Hutcherson. Peter? Nah, it's, uh, it's uh, that dude that shows up. He's like the good looking, like he's like a, one of the good dudes. Oh, too. I know who you're talking about. He's in this. Um, but Shailene Woodley. Yeah, God yeah. Love her. I, there's no way I would see this in theaters, but I, I'll definitely check it out when it comes. Yeah. Out. Then June 8th we have Oceans 8. Mm. Uh, that trailer so does shitty. nothing for me. It, it no. does nothing for me either. I, I, there's like the one beginning part which I think is sort of mirrors the Oceans 11 trailer. Is that what that where does? she's like getting out of parole? Or yeah, yeah, and she's kind of, and they're talking to her and she's got that kind of that quirky yeah whatever. I think that's sort of mimicking Oceans 11, but I'm I'm not sure. Um. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. They're they're the heist that they're doing here. They're stealing an actress's necklace. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not it's not like it doesn't have the same kind of I don't know. Like it doesn't. You're not going into a building. You're not doing a lot of. I mean, it doesn't. If you're this is literally it's supposed to be his sister, Danny Ocean's yeah, sister, yeah, yeah. right? And it has the exact same beats as Ocean's Eleven. You put a team together. You have a bunch of diverse people. You know, some of them want to do it. Some of them have to be pried away, that kind of thing. You're going after a mark. It's like, do something different. You've got talented people. Just do something different with it. Don't call it Oceans and just gender swap it. Different. Yeah, this is lazy. And you could have put this cast together, written your own original heist script and maybe come up with something interesting mm-hmm. um but because you called it oceans right out of the gate that's why the trailer is mimicking the oceans yeah. trailer and that's why the beats all feel the same and why i don't care about this movie yep but uh, there is one part in there that i thought was funny and mindy kaling has a part where they're like well we're gonna go to the taylor swift concert or whatever to do this and he's like and she's like can't we just go to this do we have to do the heist <laughs> and the, do we have to steal anything and everybody's like yes yes <laughs> um then there's another movie called hereditary which is a 24 back in the heart it shit. does trailer look, is funky yeah yeah um yeah it's uh what is it they you have um Tony Collette is in it, and and her mother has just died, and her daughter has some sort of traits that her grandmother has, mm-hmm. and like it's all this creepy ass shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like one, there's one scene where somebody just engulfs in flames in a kitchen. There's that, and and she builds like doll houses or tiny houses or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah it's just it, there's weird creepy imagery in here. I'm not totally on board with everything that a20 like did you watch it comes at night no i didn't i was a little bit disappointed in that yeah it, it was boring i didn't really get behind any of the characters who's in that uh it's uh joel edgerton and uh a bunch of other people that i okay i don't know um but uh this this looks like it's got some real potential yeah yeah i mean it's got it's the, the trailer's cut in much the same way that that mm-hmm. one was so um i don't know i i still haven't seen that movie so yeah that's uh, not essential june 15th there's hope in the world and the incredibles 2 comes out yeah. um so yesterday there was a trailer released for a lego incredibles game really on ps4 Ooh. xbox and pc nice I will be buying that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm geeked. Again, I said it a couple weeks ago. I do not understand the people who saw this trailer and were not blown away by it. Mm. Uh, it looks like everything I've ever wanted 
since the first movie and uh i'll be there mm-hmm. I'll be one there. thing about the trailer and i'm there too but one thing about this trailer that it seems to rely heavily on is the jack jack character shooting lasers out of his eyes mm-hmm. and people barely ducking out of the way mm-hmm. and stuff like that. there's a lot of that in that trailer mm-hmm. so like i hope that it's not just a lot of that all the time and there's i mean there's obviously more to that trailer and everything but that's one thing that i kept ca- catching up on i was like I was like, geez, <laughs> like how many times does he open his eyes and laser have you, shoot out? Have you ever played any of the Lego games? Oh, no. yeah. Okay. So, Tons of them. Yeah, but you get the basic, they all have the same basic mechanics, right? right? Wouldn't it be cool if Jack-Jack in the Incredibles Lego game, like you didn't know which of his powers you were going to get when you hit the button? <laughs> and it was awesome. just kind of random like yeah. it appears to be in real life? Yeah. That would be rad. Yeah, it would be. Uh, but yeah, we're there. Brad Bird's back. Uh, so we're we're all over Incredibles Brad. too birds back uh tomorrowland was his last feature yeah yeah so it was mission impossible then it was tomorrowland and now he's back on this yeah so he's been working on this for a long time yeah so yes yes all in and 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 it looks like samuel jackson's sort of his character frozone is kind of playing like a little bit of a takeoff of nick fury in this maybe yeah looks like they're actually doing maybe some marvel kind of uh takeoff yeah yeah um also on june 15th the um that movie tag that i talked about last week i watched that trailer because of you yeah look pretty funny yeah it looks pretty funny hannibal burst man yeah all all those characters get lines in that trailer that look really really funny yeah yeah down yeah um i just i think the the fact that you have the jeremy renner character is just constantly like you know like doing all this crazy stuff is it just me though or is that do they show that he probably dies because there's a there's a scene where they're out by a casket and they're like crying but it looks like they're crying because they never got to tag him oh oh i thought it was just showing that they all because one guy tags the other guy at the funeral and i yeah, thought they were saying but, that they would do it at any situation yeah where no I, I agree but i i have the feeling renner is gonna die oh and that's kind of funny that that might be i don't know that that's what happens you know what it is He's going to fake die. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> and they're crying because they think he's dead and they never got to tag him, but he's going to show up. The audience is going to think he's dead. Yeah. And he's going to show up at the in, at the end and have faked his death in the game of tag. Ooh, uh-huh. there you go. I See, we could have written this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, also coming out is a remake of Superfly. What? Uh, I'm kind of interested good. in this it I looks am, good yeah director x who done who's done a lot of music he's videos done every music video for the last five years yeah basically. um it's it's interesting the the uh the intro to the trailer that i saw um they ba- they basically said atlanta today is like harlem was back in the 70s yep and uh and so they've set this in atlanta and it looks really good. Mm-hmm. It look like everything technically looks really good. And it's got this original soundtrack from Future on it, too. Mm-hmm. So it might be good. It's running up against some stiff competition. I guess it's playing counter-programming. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a huge thing. But like, I feel like they could have come out with this in a different uh, different time. And it would have been it would have had a better chance to succeed. Probably so. Have you seen the original? I have not seen the original. It's it's not very good. Yeah. The soundtrack, Curtis Mayfield soundtrack, is unbelievable. And that's really the only lasting legacy from this. So it'd be interesting to see if this movie is also not really essential, but the soundtrack may be fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, June 22nd, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And I'm going to give this movie an F right now. <laughs> um, the trailer has done nothing for it. It's another one I've seen, just like Solo. I've seen it six or seven times, and I just 
I like that that new take on the Jurassic Park theme. Yeah, on it in there. I like that. It's real eerie and and more violiny and whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but uh, it, I don't know if directors matter on these movies. It feels like Spielberg and the team is sort of behind it more than it is the director or whatever. But J. A. Ba- Bayona did the Orphanage and he did a Monster Calls. So it's not Colin Trevorrow. You know? no. no, he's a producer though. Ah. Um. So and Jeff Goldblum's back apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Which life finds a way. Only makes yeah. me care less. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Goldblum finds a way. Yeah. Seriously. Jeff Goldblum <laughs> finds a way. <laughs> <back>. <laughs> the, this Thor movie is gonna gonna give him a resurgence yeah yeah he, mm-hmm. he's gonna have like two more resurgences before he <laughs> probably uh, yeah. kicks off this or uh june 29th we have sicario day of the soldado mm-hmm. which i think just means soldier this also isn't denis villanova no right? it's not it's a uh, stefano salima i don't or salima i don't know uh this looks awesome yeah benicio's in it right yeah, yeah. benicio and uh josh brolin which <laughs> reminds me josh brolin is in three movies this summer you have uh, Infinity War, you have Deadpool, and you have this. Wow. Yeah, uh, all in the first couple of months Summer of the Brolin, summer, yeah. man. Summer of Brolin. Um, but this looks good. Um, I don't know how it got a sequel. The first movie made $45 million. I guess it's de- developed that kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, kind of a following at this point where they could make a sequel. And they've made so it's made so much of a following that I heard Denis Villeneuve after Blade Runner say, well, I might do Sicario 3. Hmm. So like they're, I think they're really high on this movie. Interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it looks really good. I don't know how it'll do, but uh, it's coming out June 29th. Uh, then we have uh, Uncle Drew, which Yay. we briefly talked about as well. Kyrie Irving. He this needs- is going to be a huge hit, right? <laughs> okay, it's the next it's going to be right. Uh, no. You think? I think it might be. Oh, I think it might. I be. hope not. Well, I I don't know. I haven't seen it, but the trailers look ridiculous. But a lot of current and former NBA players are playing older versions, of the, including mm-hmm. uh, WNBA. Lisa Leslie's in this. Oh team. yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. I think it might be a surprise hit. Hmm. It's one of those type of movies. Reminds me like of something like White Chicks, where you're like, no, that's not going to do anything. <laughs> and I don't know if White Chicks ended up doing like a lot or anything, but I just remember people saying, oh, I like that movie or whatever. And it's like, White Chicks? The movie's terrible. <laughs> movie made 70 million, White yeah, Chicks. Yeah, well, that's you. a surprise. Yeah, so it, Uncle Drew, man, it might, it might. I mean, if it makes 50, don't you think that's a surprise? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then, okay. I don't think this is an official trailer, but I saw what may be the worst edited trailer I've ever seen in my life hmm. on YouTube when I would look this movie up. It's called Valley Girl. I, I don't know if it's uh, if it's a remake of the Nicolas Cage movie. Right. But it's Logan Paul is in it. Oh, Jesus. And and uh, and so like it's got a whole <laughs> bunch of movie even coming out then yeah and then it's got it's got like jessica roth's in it and it's got uh, uh may whitman is in it really but the trailer that i saw didn't even show those it just shows and it's like a whole bunch of stuff where like people are in the middle of sentences and it cuts them off and it like goes to the next thing and it's I like i didn't see a trailer for this so maybe you found a, a i think it's a, it might be a fan trailer so mm. it's the one of the worst things i've ever seen though edited and it and it's just i don't know logan paul's in it yeah that's all i need to know anyway yeah it, it may have been one of those fan trailers and that's what i can't stand about youtube is when you're looking oh, for something the worst and you click on something i did the, the same thing happened when i was looking up a mark Wahlberg movie that's coming out later and i was watching it and i was like this is not a fucking tra- come on mm-hmm. like if you're gonna try to fool people at least 
come like edit it okay yeah. he's like putting italian job and shit in there and it's like okay you want to know a really good trailer under the silver lake that yeah. is a great trailer. Did you see this? I didn't see it. This is Andrew Garfield. Holy shit, this movie looks bonkers. Right? Uh, David Robert Mitchell, who did It Follows, actually. Oh, interesting. Um, it, looks, it looks insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's almost like the, the plot of Paper Towns that we were talking about the other day, where like a woman, he gets to know this woman, and she disappears, yeah. and she starts leaving clues for him and stuff like that. I understand it's not Paper Towns, but... It, it, he becomes increasingly more and more obsessed and manic mm-hmm. uh, about finding out this mystery and finding seeing the things. patterns yeah, yeah, yeah. in the world. Hmm. Numbers, letters. To oh, where it's like the like, number 23. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, I got number 23 crossed with Eternal Sunshine vibes yeah, watching yeah, yeah. this. Mm. But it's, it feels like it's playing as mostly a comedy. Mm. But it's, it's manic Andrew Garfield, which I've never seen. Right. Um, in fact, I only watched this trailer because somebody on Twitter had a reaction in their tweet that made me go, well, I got to see that. Mm. And they're ballsing out over that trailer and I didn't know anything about it. Sounds like a title of a horror movie. Right. Um, but yeah, you, I, you would like that trailer. Okay. This has got Riley Keough. Keough. Yeah. Keough? Keough. Keough. Yeah. Yes. Riley she, Keough. She's from, uh, Girlfriend Experience. Well, and she was in Logan Lucky too. <sighs> huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. She's, Have you seen Girlfriend Experience? No. Then don't talk to me about Logan Lucky. Oh yeah, yeah. She's like she's, she's a like call a... girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is she like the main person in, in season one? Too? Yeah, season two shifts and shows you two different call girls. Okay, but yeah, she's the. Remember Check when I talked them. about the show gives the character a panic attack? Yeah, it felt like one of the realest things I've ever seen. That's her. She's the main character that whole season, she's but she's good, naked man. in every episode. Mm. Don't talk to me about Logan mm-hmm. Lucky. All right. Um, on July 4th, The First Purge comes out. Oh, God damn it. We're going back in time? Yeah. Uh, Although... Are you not, like, a little bit intrigued by this? No! <laughs> this has never been interesting beyond the first ten minutes of the first movie. You but they're, like they're creating a cinematic universe based on The Purge. This would never happen! Mm. Well, this has one of the all-time, my all-time favorite posters. And all it is, have you seen the poster with for the this? red hat? It's literally just a red hat, a red ball cap saying, what, the first purge, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. basically, they're going to play around with the idea that a Trump-like president brings about changes to the country that create the purge. Yeah. yeah. Still yeah. stupid as fuck. Yeah. Are you sitting there telling me that you believe the U.S. could end up in a place where one night a year we allow everybody to do crime? <laughs> no, it's a movie, but I bet there's little bits of things that you can mine for for interesting moviedom. Well, you should have mined it all in the first movie because it is not a concept that warrants four goddamn movies. I don't know. I don't know. I, I for whatever reason, I like these movies. Yeah, I don't know. I have I don't have a problem with them. Um, there, there. I've never watched one and gone, "This is terrible." Right. Yeah. The first one I thought was the best one, mm-hmm. and the other two have 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 you know good moments in it and everything. I don't think I want. I don't know if I really care much about a prequel purge, but I don't know. Maybe to see how it all came about and everything yeah. might be fun. Who I'm knows? not going to be going out to the movie theater. For this no, one. I'm no, just no, no. Got to catch it at some point. Uh, that's uh july 4th it's actually coming out on the holiday and then july 6th is ant-man and the wasp which is Mm. our third marvel movie okay i'm actually i may be more mad at this movie than the one we just talked about oh yeah you seen the trailer for ant-man and the wasp i have that feels like a giant middle finger that that we can shrink or grow any goddamn thing we want at a moment's notice feels like a middle finger to me yeah (laughs) and i have 
Remember I talked earlier about my Infinity War theory? Mm-hmm. I have another theory. Because mm-hmm. you know how everybody's talking about how Ant-Man and Hawkeye aren't in the trailer or on the poster mm-hmm. for Infinity War. I have a feeling Ant-Man, the sequel, is going to have Hawkeye in it. And they're going to show us things after we've already seen Infinity War that impact Infinity War. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. No, mm. that makes that makes sense. Almost mm. like that episode of Buffy where Nicholas, whatever his name is, is off doing his own thing, saving the day while yeah. the gang is having the real right. adventure. Almost like that, where I think we're going to re-see Infinity War events in a new light with Ant-Man and the Wasp going I, through them. I agree. And I think they're going to use this magic shrinky grow... And it's going to piss me off. <laughs> he, he shrinks a whole goddamn building and picks it up like a walking suitcase and walks away. Yep. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Why do you even need Paul Rudd? Yeah. Why do you need suits? Yeah. Why do, you can do anything. You can shrink Thanos down to the size of an army man and step on him. Not God, to, that trailer pisses yeah, me off. Not to mention all the electricity and plumbing and all that type of stuff. <laughs> you said, I sat there and I saw him lift the building up like a suitcase. And maybe, you know what? It'd be funny if they'd actually do this. But I thought about all the toilets that were in that in that <laughs> building and sloshing their water around and, and everything. Maybe something like that'll happen. You know, it'll be it'll be funny if they actually think about that. Uh, but uh, Peyton Reed is back on this one as well. So. Wow, that's who we all demanded. That's there right. Uh, July 13th, uh, really, I mean, okay, let's talk about Skyscraper first. Um, that we, we j- briefly touched on it. This is Die Hard, essentially. I mean, this, it's, it, this is, di- it's not like Die Hard on a bus, yeah. Die Hard on a boat. This is it's Die Hard. Yeah, it's Die Hard in a building. And and yeah, and again, he's working with a guy he's worked with before. It's uh, it's Ross and Marshall Thurber who did Central Intelligence. Um, but yeah, this is Die Hard all over again. They built a they built this ridiculously tall building that's mm-hmm. apparently taller than than the Burj Khalifa. That's right. And uh, and then there's that whole scene where the rocks like saying like you know uh, this building brings up a lot of problems that. But what do I know? I'm just a lowly security guard. Yeah. And then and then. <laughs> You know, <laughs> what do I know? I'm just Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> it uh, is. It is the return of Nev Campbell, though. Yeah, Nev Campbell looks better now than she, she looks did, great than she did when she was doing screen. Yep, I, I agree. Yeah, I think I think I like her. I like her her forties phase more mm-hmm. than I like her twenties phase. Um, then there's Hotel Transylvania three, which I don't understand is coming out in the summer. Yeah, the last two came out late September, just before Halloween. And it did perfect, did perfectly well for those movies. And it, uh, both of them have made over $140 million. Maybe it's because there isn't a whole lot of, like, straight up, besides Incredibles 2, there's no, like, straight up kids programming out there besides. It could be that. It could be that they, they found, like, after a month or so of Incredibles, there's not anything for kids. And maybe they thought that. And it is has a vacation vibe to it. So maybe that's what it, what the deal is. But. This doesn't make sense. To I've me. never seen any of the Hotel Transylvania movies, and I'm perfectly all right with that. Yeah, they're not very good. Yeah, I don't, think. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. That's Adam mm-hmm. Sandler's like biggest movies in yeah. the past mm-hmm. couple years is yep. Hotel Transylvania. Um, all right, so then July 20th, The Equalizer 2 comes out. I didn't see a trailer for that. There's that, no trailer for that. Yeah, there's no trailer for that. Oh, Denzel again, huh? Antoine Fuqua returns with Denzel Washington. I'll watch that. Yeah, um, the first one wasn't terrible. Yeah um yeah i i i mean i watch which it. uh young starlet will play the prostitute with a heart of gold in this movie mm, that's a good question <laughs> i'm gonna put my money on l fanning yeah 
Yeah, Al Fanning. No, well, she kind of flirted with that role in uh, Live by Night. Yeah, Did yeah. You guys see that movie? No, I, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, she's so out of place in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also on July twentieth, the this might be the most um, egregious. Uh, why did they make this movie? Mama Mia, here we go again. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's literally in the title. Like, here we go again. Yeah. In, like, we're just going to do the same shit. It's a prequel and a sequel at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're because they go back to when Meryl Streep looked like Lily James, of course. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, perfect sense. Yeah. And it's it, it, it goes through the whole thing where Lily James is like, I, I guess, going through all the future P- Pierce Brosnan, Colin Firth and mm-hmm. Stellan Skarsgård characters. And uh, and then like it goes back to the, you know, the the future where we have Amanda Seyfried and like and Dominic Cooper. They're having a kid. And it, like, I guess the whole thing is I'm having a kid. Let's remember when Meryl Streep was Lily James and she had a kid. And yeah. like, and then like, <laughs> and, uh, and then like Cher is playing the grandmother, which I don't understand. Cher and Meryl Streep have got to be pretty close in age, right? Yeah, I think so. The Cher's playing. I thought Meryl Cher Street. was like 212. Yeah, oh, she's 212. <laughs> Cher's playing Meryl Streep's mom. She's 71. And Meryl, you should know this probably. 68. Right? I think she's born in 68. Hey! Hey-oh! <laughs> so, yeah, three, three years, years older. older. And she's playing the granny. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's and it looks like they're just singing all the same songs again. Oh, really? Like, maybe there might be one original in there so that they can get an Oscar nomination mm. or something. But I think they're playing all the same songs. Yeah, well, the world needs more ABBA. Yeah. Or You're ABBA. Right. Is it ABBA or I ABBA? Think it, I think it's ABBA. I think we got enough in Muriel's wedding, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're correct. You are that correct. movie's full of ABBA. <laughs> uh, Chuck full of ABBA. Chuck full of ABBA. July 27th brings us Mission Impossible Fallout. Dun, 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 Can't wait for it. Dun, dun. Yeah. yeah, I'm there. This it's going to be the, first the best time, action movie of the year. This is the first time that uh, Mission Impossible has had a same director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've, had, he's, they've gone through five. Di- and I thought that's what they were going to do. He was just going to keep on getting new directors, but I think he likes. I think Tom Tom Cruise really likes Christopher. McCoy. I was going to say I think he has enough clout to put his foot down, and because of the Jack Reacher films, mm-hmm. I think there's some kind of connection with him and Macquarie. Well, yeah, and they, he, Macquarie wrote Valkyrie, which he was in, yeah. and uh, they, I mean they've had. I think they've developed a long working relationship at this point, and and uh, he's finally found somebody. He's like, okay, we're going to have every time we do a movie, we're going to try to get you to do it or whatever. If he spent a year learning to fly a helicopter for a movie that turned out to be no good, that's going to be the saddest thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll feel bad for Tom Cruise, genuinely, if the movie's not good. Because what a waste. Man, yeah. this is coming out late in the summer, though. I mean, there's some dead spots in June there. They could have come out with this. But now it's, it's all the way to July 27th. Um, and also... Teen Titans Go to the movies also comes out on the 27th. I'm telling you, this is a fun show. That movie's going to do well. Yeah. You know what's interesting, though? I saw the trailer, and it has more dislikes than likes. That is interesting. There were people who were saying, somebody wrote a comment that was like, Sony, colon, we did Emoji Movie. And then it says, Paul Daney says, hold my beer, or something like that. And and I was watching the trailer. I was like, "This seems pretty good." I don't know what the problem is. Maybe I don't not familiar enough with the cartoon to know. Did I actually Cyborg didn't see the- <laughs> He does not. <laughs> well, I actually haven't seen the trailer, but if it it may pull like a Lego Ninjago thing. 
because that movie had nothing to do with the show that was so popular. Right. And that's really good. The The show, I think it's on Cartoon Network or something like that, uh, the Teen Titans show, is just funny and subversive and all kinds of like fun stuff. If they do something different than that, then I could see well, and I also think issues. There's a live action Teen Titans show in the works somewhere. I heard something about that, mm. too. Which yeah. would be like Robin and Batgirl, I think. I don't fucking know who's that. It's Cyborg, Robin, this little like monster boy, and then this oh, goth boy. girl. Goth girl. All right. Goth girl and monster boy. <laughs> I had those action figures. I, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just, I don't know what. This is could be one of those Dragon Ball Evolution. Dragon mm. Ball Evolution's terrible movie, but I, I feel like people hated it more because it was so far away from their, the original that they, that they loved. And this one, I don't know. I I saw the trailer. Like, it seems like it's pretty fun. And then you go down more dislikes than likes and all this stuff. Did so. you ever see that trailer a month or two ago for the Into the Spider Verse? No, I heard about that. Though. <sighs> it's like a it's like an animated show where there are dozens of Spider Men. Mm. Peter Parker's in there. Oh yeah. Miles Morales is in there. Gwen, I think Gwen Spider Gwen is in there. Mm. Is that and, where we get that meme where the one Spider-Man is pointing to the other Spider-Man? No, that's okay. from an old, old, old show. Oh, okay. Um, but I love that meme. <laughs> uh, but this trailer, is just, it, the animation looks trippy and cool. Mm. I, would, I would encourage you to watch that trailer. Yeah, I, wa- I saw it and I was like, I don't generally care that much about Spider-Man, but I'm in. Mm. Looks pretty cool. There's an animated Spider-Man coming out later this year in December, I think. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe. Maybe it's not a show and it's a movie. I don't know. There is a, there's supposed to, I think there is an animated Spider-Man. I think you're right. Um, now on August, this is where trailers start getting very scarce. And, and honestly, even, even though a lot of these movies that we've talked about seem set in these weeks that they're in, they could easily get pushed back. Well, some of get, them will. They get pushed up, and 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 right now August third's got like a billion movies. There's no way all of these come out on the same day, but um, uh, August third is the Darkest Minds, which is another sort of a superhero type movie. It's based on a book, but it's not. Oh, the trailer just came out yesterday. Yeah, and uh, Jennifer U. Nelson, who did Kung Fu Panda two and three, did this one, but it's kind of a kids going to school, learning powers type thing. Yep. Um, so that's that's coming out on August third uh christopher robin comes out on august 3rd apparently ewan mcgregor yeah ewan mcgregor it, i i put in the notes that it looks like hook two yeah because it, it is, is kind of like <laughs> he's that. like down on his luck and everything he's out in the real world and he sits down in the the park and then all of a sudden winnie the fucking pooch yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um mark forster who did monsters ball finding neverland quantum of solace and world war z doing this movie it kind of has like a Finding Neverland vibe. Yeah, to it. it does. You know? Yeah. Um, and uh, and then uh, we have um, Mile 22. This is the movie that I was trying to find that Mark Wahlberg thing where somebody cut in a whole bunch of other <laughs> Mark Wahlberg movies. I was like, I was like, when I first started, I was like, Mark Wahlberg looks really young in this. Oh, <laughs> no. he's saying, ma'am. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> This is another Peter Berg, Mark Wahlberg movie. Oh, oh there God, you go. Help us. So, uh, then there's another one called Searching, which is John Cho and Deborah Messing. They're looking for their daughter. Um, it's all shot on computers, essentially. Oh, okay. Huh? Uh, that's the hook on that. Huh? Yeah, it's shot on computer screens all the way through. And John Cho, I saw an interview with Kevin Smith on IMDb where he was he was talking about he he apparently turned this director down at first. He's like, I don't think you can get, make this work. And then apparently he convinced him that it could the entire movie we're going to be looking at computer screens I think so All something right. like that All i right. think it's Peter. shot 
Yeah. Hey, Locke turned out great. That's true. Uh, and then there's uh, the spy who dumped me. Yeah. Uh, Mila Kunis and Kate McKenna. That looks that looks uh, pretty shitty. It does. Um, God, I don't know what's going on with Mila Kunis. She's so talented. I don't know what's going on with Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Like her movie shit, Ghostbusters, Rough Night. Like she should be doing better stuff. Christmas yeah. office, Christmas party. Yeah. Kate McKinnon might want to try to start doing the Kristen Wiig type stuff where she's she's doing some drama i know she can do some drama if she mm -hmm. wanted to but and like sort of break out a little bit because every movie she does now it seems like she's always trying to like she's a real like like screen hog when she's on these mm -hmm. on these things she's like really like mugging for attention in those things and every movie it seems like mm -hmm. uh so it would be i think she needs <laughs> she needs a break i don't know <laughs> um august 10th another movie dog days another dog movie uh yeah this is uh about how dogs um connect a whole bunch of people together ken marino who's on the david wayne oh that's funny tree um directed is going to direct this and then another one called the meg which is a shark thriller that's yeah. coming out that's uh jason statham um no trailers for those movies august 17th is a movie called captive state with rupert wyatt directing uh, this is a examines life after extraterrestrials have come down to earth after 10 years or something like that. Mm. So that might be an interesting movie like district nine. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, uh, I don't know how they're going to shoot. There's another movie, no trailer to it. Right. Uh, another one called crazy rich Asians has Constance Wu in it. Oh, there you go. Uh, based on a popular book. I don't know anything about it. It had, they had an entertainment weekly video that I found and they were doing a cover shoot or something and they were talking about the book and everything but it didn't really sound i didn't really pick up on what this movie was about so mm. is rupert wyatt the guy that did he did rise of the planet of the apes or he wrote it or whatever. oh so who's the guy that did the the snow white movie with Kristen? that was uh was rupert something yeah um, okay i don't care as long as i'm right that it's rupert <laughs> yeah. um, grint rupert see grint. what you did uh <laughs> why is the cork on the fork rupert sanders <laughs> Rupert Sanders. All right. Yeah. Good enough. Well, then I am interested because if it was the yeah. Snow White and the Huntsman Rupert, I don't care. But. I had the same reaction when I saw the name. I saw Rupert and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, also on the 17th, The Happy Time Murders. Brian Henson uh, coming back. And this is a Muppet murder mystery. Interesting. Yeah. Brian, right. Brian Henson. I, I'm, wow. I'll watch it. I don't know. It, it's, it's not just, the Muppet characters. No, but it is Brian Henson doing Muppet stuff. Sure, sure, sure. So, I, think, I think I think he sold the Muppet characters to Disney. Yeah. And I think what I read was that he's doing a Muppet thing, but with new characters. And Like, if you show me like a comic version of Psycho with Muppets, I'm there, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I, I, yeah. Who, and again, who knows if these will actually come out on these dates, but... Three seconds is another movie where you know ex-con works undercover, goes back to jail, per, you know, to infiltrate a mob. So it's sequel the to same, eight seconds. Same, yeah, same. It's the same, prequel to eighty-eight minutes. Yeah, yeah, and fifteen minutes. They're all in there, and nick of time. Yes. Um, and then there's a movie called White Boy Rick with Matthew McConaughey in it. This is another undercover, you mm -hmm. know, movie. White um, Boy Rick. White mm -hmm. Boy Rick uh august 24th both of these movies have trailers replicas which seems to be a movie that uh, was supposed to come out last year or something has keanu reeves in it yeah this looks horrible yeah. <laughs> this looks like all the bad parts of irobot yeah thrown together so, in a terrible oh 
Keanu Reeves Ooh. lives with his wife and daughters, and they find out that they were one, like the wife and daughters, or like at least the wife does. Alice Eve is playing the wife. Uh, find out that they were killed, and that he cloned them all back. Nice. And now, and now, apparently, something has gone wrong with one of the clones, yes. and the FBI is in on it, and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> um i'm sure when you read it on paper it sang <laughs> sang uh there's also that slender man movie coming out on uh, that's got a creepy trailer it does have a creepy trailer but i don't know that trailer to me doesn't have like the typical horror movie like truth or dare type of beats to it it has like genuinely creepy stuff in it and i don't think you ever see like the 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 monster yeah just like in out of focus shots and everything it, it was a little more affecting than i thought it was going to be yeah uh and then finally august 31st is a movie called ken we don't need to talk about that k-i-n hmm. uh it's the last movie of uh, you know of you know august and therefore the summer season or whatever so august and everything after it's essentially fall by yes. that point that is our spring and summer preview. Yeah, you know what? Hyped. It's a little bit, I mean, it's a little bit top heavy, front loaded there. Yeah. Because there's a lot to get excited about in April and May. And then I got to be honest, the rest of that summer's not doing much for me. Yeah. yeah. It's a Mission Impossible. Uh, and, and we basically called this last year. We were excited about Dunkirk. We were excited about Wonder Woman. We were excited about, uh, I guess Thor came out later on. Uh, we weren't excited about Justice League. Yeah. Um, so for this one, yeah, I mean, I think the. The Incredibles 2, obviously, mm-hmm. Infinity War, and Mission Impossible, and Deadpool, I guess. Are, Is are like DC the going the whole year without a film? Yeah, and, and uh, Aquaman comes out in December. Okay, so it's just not in the summer season. Yeah, which is weird. Aquaman has got that December 18th, a plush date to come out, and that means that that Disney decided not to come out with a Star Wars that that week, and it also meant that James Cameron didn't finish Avatar two yet, which you know we'll be doing that every year probably. But um, are we getting a Star Wars this Christmas? No, Mm-mm. I don't know why they decided to just do Solo on the twenty fifth. I'm okay with it though. Maybe they're maybe they're like maybe they thought well we need to finally come out with one in May. God damn it, because the first <laughs> one did and. And, and by the way, we're going to fire our directing team and yeah, then we'll bring out and uh, reshoot half of Well, that's of the, the film. thing, right? It was supposed to come out earlier, but they had to, you know, they fired Miller and Lord and mm-hmm. all that. And anyway, um, yeah, this, the, it doesn't look, doesn't look like very many good ones. Mm-mm. It looks like a bad summer. Yeah. Hopefully we're wrong. Yeah. But yeah, we'll looks, throw some mini pods in there over the summer. Yeah. Though. We'll have some mini pods. Yeah. We'll mini pod something. Yeah. All right, man. You want to talk about some movie? Yes, movie. We movie. Uh, we've been talking about this, uh, you know, a lot lately. But uh, you know, movie is a great service. Yep. Uh, that uh, every time I go on there, there's something new that I haven't, you know, ever considered watching before. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to talk about one that I didn't enjoy. Okay. Oh, all right. And 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 I know that's counterintuitive. We're in we're in an ad, right? <laughs> but. I think here there's a movie that I watched on movie that um, I don't think the movie was good. I think the subject matter is what was so interesting about it. All right. Now, the movie itself wasn't well done, but this is the type of thing that you can get into. You can get into some like stuff you did not know existed. Mm-hmm. I watched a movie called Fuck for Forest. I have seen that movie, too. You have? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I saw it on movie. slowly. <laughs> um, you would probably back away slowly <laughs> if you were to run into these people. Um, yes. They are, uh, they're sort of a, I don't know, a hippy-dippy band from, like, Germany. Almost gypsies. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they have this website where they basically they go up to people on the street and they say, hey, do you want to do this? And we'll we'll record it. And mm-hmm. then people can pay to watch it like a porn site. Mm-hmm. So like there's like people who do like anything, really, just mm-hmm. get naked or jerk off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is this a documentary? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a documentary. Yeah. Help us. And um, their idea is that they're going to uh, save all this money by getting all this money, you know, money from people who want to watch, you know, regular people doing porn stuff. Right. And uh, and so, like, they go down to the to the rainforest and everything, and they want to, like, save the rainforest with all this money and everything. <laughs> uh, and there, it shows them at the one point they're, like, on this boat, uh-huh. and they're, like, going in the middle of the night to this village, <laughs> and, like, the boat runs out of oil, and all of a sudden, like, God, what an existence these people live. <laughs> like, it's they have all this money, and yet they're, like, they don't really care about money right. and everything. Um, it's a communal life. The subject matter in there, though, you wouldn't. I mean, it, it is. It appeals to if you can't, if you can't, if you're just tired of the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that movie was very well done. I feel like it could have been a little bit. I mean, the subject matter is great. If they yeah. could have found a way to spice that up in any way, they really don't. Even when there's like actual sex acts going yeah. on, it's like, eh. <laughs> are these the people that have that have sex on stage at a f- music festival? They perform nude. Yeah, they'll, they'll. I saw on Reddit. This was maybe eight or nine years ago, and there were pic- there was picture and video. It was some Eastern European <laughs> music festival. A guy and girl, he, like he's doggy fucking her on stage <laughs> while the band is playing. <laughs> and I swear to God, they were called something like Fuck Forest. Oh, or maybe they were. Forest, <laughs> like they were tree hippies. It, the, the only thing, all, all I can say here is not in the movie do they ever show them on stage doing that, but I wouldn't put it past yeah. them because yeah, they I, didn't really care. No. Um, you know, out of, out of the 30 that are there every month, though, you're going to run into something like that here and there, but mm-hmm. it's more about appealing to your sense of I need something different in yeah. my life. Yeah, yeah. And and when every once in a while something's not going to quite register, but the subject matter was so interesting, I actually ended up watching the whole thing. Yeah, because you're you're not going to be exposed to this without some sort of you know context to it, and mm-hmm. that's the the beauty of a curated service like Mubi. Um, I watched a, a documentary about a Chinese fortune teller, which mm-hmm. uh, it's called Fortune Teller. And it's complete. It's it's a Chinese cinema where it's it's illegal for this woman to keep practicing this fortune telling, mm-hmm. but she continues to do it anyway because it's part of like ancient tradition and stuff like that. I'm not going to run across that, you know, on a, flipping through cable or no. something like that, you know. And it was super interesting. That's really well shot. Uh, there's a lot of really interesting stuff, thematic stuff, and contextual stuff that give you the summary and why it's on there. Yeah. You know? And you've got a lot of like forgotten classics that get on here. You have a lot of foreign films that mm-hmm. you never got a chance to go see. Uh, every once in a while, there'll be one of those mainstream movies that won an Oscar that'll yeah. appear on there that maybe you didn't see. You, every day that you turn it, every day that you turn it on, there could be one of those movies that just sort of be like, "Oh, well, that's uh, one of the best movies I've seen in a while," yeah. or whatever that type of thing. It kind of it, it is that kind of service because there's some movies on there would have never heard of. Mm-hmm. And I've watched, and they're just fantastic. And it's, it's like, thanks to this service, mm-hmm. I'm able to watch it. Same people. Same people. Oh, it was the same, same people. people. Ah. They got, I guess they got a slap on the wrist, like, 
arrested, pay a fine for like doing the sex on the stage. Doing the sex. Yeah, there is. There's only there's in the movie itself. There's only one time where they actually show like just full on, mm. you know, going at it or whatever. Yeah, and and even then they're kind of like, ah, we're just gonna move away from that. Yeah. That's a. Uh, you imagine going to see a concert of a band that has at least one woman in it, and in the middle of like your favorite song. She just drops trowel mm-hmm. and starts fucking the guitarist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you love their music and everybody on stage is hot, this could be the best concert ever. Sure. Mm-hmm. But if not, things just took a weird turn. Yeah. You kind of, everybody stops like, yeah, I'm really into this music to everybody's kind of silent. <laughs> How do we react? Yeah. Anyway, if you want to access Mubi like we do, go to Mubi.com slash CinemaSins. Yes. M-U-B-I dot com slash CinemaSins. Go to that URL and you get 30 days free. You get a full month of trial period for this. You're going to love it. Yeah. No risk. 30 days Movie.com slash CinemaSins, M-U-B-I.com slash CinemaSins. Do it. Uh, are we ready to go on to rants and stuff like that? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! I'm as mad as hell! You've never seen me very upset. Lord Jesus! Lord Jesus! Uh, and we're not doing questions in this right. in this episode, so we're going to go do a rant. We're going to do some recommends, uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll sign off. I'm going to go ahead and do a rant on Netflix ratings. All right. Um, So uh, last week I asked Barrett if he had seen a futile and stupid gesture, and he said no, I hadn't because I couldn't find it. And 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 I wanted to bring up at the time that the fact that the the Netflix rating for this was like two and a half stars or whatever out of five out of five. Jesus, I don't get what people on Netflix are looking for. There's a there seems to be a disconnect from what Netflix the average Netflix viewer is expecting to watch and what they end up getting mm. in their minds. When I when I look at a futile and stupid gesture, I know exactly what I'm getting into. I know it's a David Wayne feature. I know I know that Will Forte is playing this this, you know, one of the founders mm-hmm. of the Lam- the National Lampoons magazine and everything. I know that it's going to be kind of a nutty movie. Mm-hmm. And I watched it and loved it. Loved it. Awesome. And so like I was I went back and uh after it had after it had ended, I pressed stop on it, I saw the rating on it. And it was like two and a half stars. And I was like, What were you guys looking for? What it, I don't know there's gotta be something better than what they're doing now with these ratings on Netflix. Yeah. Because it, how many? I don't know how many people are are being turned away by the rating. Maybe maybe it doesn't matter at all. I I never look at them really. I never my, do either. As my uh you know my gauge of quality before I go in. No, and actually what what they may end up doing, who knows? Is so Comcast always used to have its own personal rating. Yeah. Right? The stars. It was, I think, four or five stars. Mm-hmm. And people kept complaining about it because it was like, this does not indicate the quality whatsoever. Yeah. And so now they've imported Rotten Tomatoes scores. Mm-hmm. And that, again, we've all noted the the issues with Rotten Tomatoes scores. They're not end-all and be-all with the percentages. But that's a better indication because it's an aggregate. It's a better indication of, you know, what other people thought about this movie mm-hmm. not just one person with they could plug in a star rating for you know house on haunted hill or whatever it is yeah um so maybe netflix needs to get in that business whether they can do the their own aggregate 
or some sort of tweak because yeah you're right that doesn't work yeah it just it doesn't seem like it's a fair rating for a lot of stuff and i'm and i'm talking about a lot of stuff that i watch on there has these just outrageously low i think the problem is that netflix has gotten too big in the sense of their subscriber numbers because this is the same company that signed Adam Sandler to a six-picture deal. Yeah. The first thing they cranked out was Ridiculous Six. Mm-hmm. This is the same company that rebooted Full House, <laughs> and when Fuller House came back, it was one of the most things Netflix has ever most watched things Netflix has ever made. Mm-hmm. My watch, my wife watches this. It's a terrible show. Mm-hmm. The first, the first Full House was a terrible show. Mm-hmm. We liked it because the kids were cute. Yeah, but and she watches that too on reruns. And this new one is even worse. Mm-hmm. My point is. I consider at least half or more of Netflix subscribers to be stupid. Yeah. And maybe they're maybe they're rating this movie 2.5 stars because they're stupid and they like Adam Sandler's Indian <laughs> racist jokes. It could be. It could be. I I know that on the IMDb the movie has a 6.9, which is it's right there at I consider 7 excellent and then right underneath that is like very good or just good. Um and 6.9 that seems a little bit low too, but it's not two and a half stars i wouldn't think right. you know um and and yeah there 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 are some things about that movie that you, you know you might it might um i don't know it has a difference it has different uh levels of tone throughout it you know sometimes it's just like it's doing a biopic type of thing mm-hmm. where it also has jokes but it also goes and breaks the fourth wall a lot like there's a scene that i love where martin mall he's playing the older version of this character, which is funny in itself because that guy died. No. And Martin Mull is like is like playing the narrator, like playing the older version of this character. And he's like he's like uh and he talks about the first time when they're about to he's about to get on the set of Animal House. And Martin Mull gets on there, he's like he's like, it was the summer of nineteen seventy seven and on the screen it's like uh January nineteen seventy eight <laughs> you know That's stuff true. like that <laughs> that i love in it and everything and i'm sure there's other people who are like oh that's just fucking stupid right there <laughs> you know and uh, two stars i turn it off now the other thing <laughs> is you don't have to watch the movie to rate it right i don't know i don't think you do because well, you had all those people that were bombing uh rightfully so but for the wrong reasons amy schumer's special there was there was this mass of like give this one star i think yeah. it's worth considering that those stars are are being either manipulated by Netflix or aren't even connected to your vote. Hmm? Could I be. mean, it's not like it's not like Netflix is an open book where they're just <laughs> letting you not. see all their processes. You see 2.5 stars. Call me a conspiracy theorist. Maybe there was a boardroom meeting and somebody said, let's push people away from this movie and towards this other one. And I don't know. Could be. No, I mean, have you also ever noticed maybe possible? And I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to go back to Netflix after we do this podcast and and see if this is true. Where you see a rating on on a movie and then you watch it and it's a different rating by the time that you're done. Oh, with interesting. It. No. Have you ever had that? Mm, I, I never feel like I, I've run into that a couple of times. But of course, there's no way to verify because can't go back. Yeah, you can't go back and be like, I thought this was three and a half stars or whatever. So. I don't know. Anyway, I think Netflix ratings are broken and they need to fix it. For sure. sure. For sure. Totally. Well, having just written Coco Sins uh, and, and while we were talking, well, before we started this morning, we launched the Coco video. So Coco. That's, that's not a spoiler. Uh, but there's a sin in the Sins video and I wrote it and it's about how the film, despite all of the magic it contains up until this point, just devolves into a run of the mill chase. Mm hmm. 
And I realized Pixar does this all the time. Yeah. And I think the first time I ever noticed it, and the most egregious example for me was Wall-E, because Wall-E's like nothing you've ever seen before. It's mostly dialogue-free, and it's got all these interesting things to say about humanity and where we might be headed. And then the last 20 minutes is literally just chasing after the plant. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got to chase after that plant. And it just feels like a crutch at this point. I think you can go back through the last 10, 12 Pixar movies, and even Inside Out has a little chase there at the end. They're trying to create false tension. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like they feel like because we're in a climax, we better have a chase. And it just kind of lets me down, disappoints me. I agree. There's also, I feel like a lot of times when they put in stuff like chases or when somebody, they're always trying to get that 3D um that 3d scene uh some some play so that yeah. you make it look like you're um you know you you it was worth the upcharge yeah. for you to go in there <laughs> so they're like and this this i think this happened way more when 3d first came out it may still i don't i don't watch 3d anymore but like uh it's when 3d first started coming back into theaters it seemed like there was always that one scene where somebody introduced to a new world and it was like we have to see their perspective as they go in and go down this waterfall Uh, and through and through this like rock formation and all this other different stuff so it would make you oh yeah that 3d was amazing even (laughs) it was always that one scene yeah it could be something like that but i don't know if the chase scenes ever get to that point where it's it's a, a perspective thing it just it might be like you said it's just a crutch at yeah this point. and i just that's disappointing to me is all i just feel like too many pixar movies and uh, the climax is a chase and Did the good dinosaur end in a chase um you know honestly i purged most of that fucking thing <laughs> yeah yeah but i know at least one or two of the toy stories does mm-hmm. um so it's, it's been going on for a long time it is even weird. monsters inc and yeah a big chase i mean things like like up and wally and even coco like great movies yeah that that are unlike anything yeah they they just kind of hit the same beats at the end yeah and it's like the end no this won't spoil coco it's at the end of coco when he's reaching for the pedal yeah and he takes fucking forever to reach for the pedal and then of course he gets grabbed by the bad guy it's like did you really need that he could just grab the pedal and we can end the movie and be fine we don't need like a another gratuitous villain death you know, yeah. Also, on. aren't those pedals all over the fucking place? Yes. That was driving me nuts. He could have done it when he was in the pit of despair yeah. with Hector. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, I've got a very short rant. Sean Penn is an asshole. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Brought to you by Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> He's He released a book mm-hmm. that is getting just completely panned. Yeah. It's complete nonsense. And But for some reason, because he's still Sean Penn, mm-hmm. he's getting super promotion for yeah. it like he was on the first segment of colbert the other night yep and everybody was pissed off because he was smoking on stage i don't give a shit about that yeah. he's smoking on stage it's the fact that he was a complete nonsensical asshole during the interview yeah it yeah. reminded me of like the joaquin phoenix david letterman interview where he's just yeah you know, being a fucking dick and yeah. colbert was very generous with him mm-hmm. uh but yeah why are we allowing sean penn to be sean penn? i went back and looked in the last 15 years or so in 2003, he did Mystic River, mm-hmm. and then he did Milk. And other than that, he hasn't done shit that was that was really like affecting like and really channeling his talent and shit like that. I don't think he's worth the the love that is still heaped yeah, upon. Him. I, we treat him like Pacino, right? But he hasn't earned it. No, and Pacino's still adorable. I was listening to an interview with him the other day. Well, yeah, I think I mean part of Sean Penn's problem is that he has always 
overinflated the importance of what he has to say. Mm-hmm. Um, from even 20 years ago when he would talk about the Middle East and always felt like he was out of his depth there. And I always <laughs> felt like even Susan Sarandon's Tim Robbins are the same way. Shut your fucking mouth. You're an actor. <laughs> um, but he, I always have felt like he considers his talent to be bigger than it is. Mm-hmm. Like you named two performances. I think he's great in there may be a handful of other ones, but I've never even thought like he was that great of an actor. Like even fast times at Ridgemont high. You telling me nobody else could have played that. I know it's an <laughs> iconic role. Yeah, I know yeah. it's a role that's been oft imitated, but he's just playing a stone surfer guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think I think the problem with Penn and you guys' eyes, though, is that he's not been in a lot of movies that you immediately gravitate towards. That's true. And he is a great actor, and I do believe he does deserve to have a a a forum if he's written a book to go out and try to you know to promote it and everything. What you're saying, though, is when he comes on and he's just a dick about everything, he should be a little bit more grateful about being offered the opportunity to pimp his book on, like, you know, all these things. He was on Marin as well. He had a whole whole long podcast with him. He's not, it's not like if Bill Hader came out with a book right now, Mm -hmm. he would have a huge audience and a lot of popularity, and he should be first segment in a late night show or something like that. Sean Penn is not relevant you know hasn't been for a while yeah and the the, ultimately though he's he's he is a very he's a great actor he's Mm. been in a lot he's done a lot of stuff it's just that he's been in so many dark movies that are not in our popular consciousness and then he's got a couple there like milk and mystic river is dark as fuck Mm -hmm. yeah um early burly yeah yeah sean penn i am sam yeah full special (laughs) no oscar uh but uh it's just that i i think just over the years is you know he was great in uh dead man walking as well he is, uh, i mean you could you could sit here and i could sit here and go for uh quite some time and tell you how many great performances i couldn't tell you how many great movies he's been in mm-hmm. um maybe that's the disconnect then yeah um but i, I you know i i'll disagree with you on some part of it but yes i agree that you know to get on these shows and be like you know be all like, oh, well, uh, I, I wrote this. Fuck. I wrote this book, and uh, you know, blah blah blah. You know, it's just, yeah, this. Uh, and it's, apparently, the book is terrible yes. too. So, yeah, awesome. Uh, anyway, it'll uh, probably be a bestseller. It will probably, in probably some already way. adapting the movie version. Uh, do we want to do news? News on the mark. I've got some news. Yeah, go ahead while I find my news. All right, so I don't know what's going on with this, but the two almost done non-Deadpool X-Men movies have been moved back to 2019. Mm. There's one, okay, so there's there's uh, the Dark Phoenix X-Men that's going to incorporate Sophie Turner and, and McAvoy and all that stuff and be the continuation of Apocalypse, their main thing. And then there's this New Mutants uh, mm-hmm, movie mm-hmm. that looks like a horror movie basically and has macy williams from yeah exactly <laughs> game yeah, yeah, of thrones yeah. in it um and anya taylor joy i think from uh yeah oh uh, yeah yeah from, she's in it uh, split and so the trailer for new mutants came out in october of last year yep. and now it's going to come out in august of 2019 yeah that's not good news well and what i read about dark phoenix is they're doing reshoots they're doing reshoots the on studio both of them. felt like Kinbird's third act wasn't there and so mm. they're doing like 10 15 million dollars worth of reshoots always a great sign yeah um i love how because they did some reshoots for what was the movie they did some reshoots for that's coming out soon and i saw the director saying 
hey, so not every time you do reshoots, it's bad. Sometimes, oh, it's Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. it's the test scores were so good, you want to put in more of what's scoring well. And yeah. I'm like, that is some good spin. <laughs> that is some good ass spin. Yeah. Uh, how often do you think the studio's like, that joke worked? Let's throw 10 million at another of that joke. Um, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm troubled. Like, you know, Apocalypse is a giant mess. It is. And that was brought to you by the architect of this universe, right? Singer mm-hmm. directed that. Um, he may never direct again. Right. Um, and now you've got this mostly a writer mm-hmm. who's written a lot of these films and he's going to direct. I just think it's fraught with problems. I think they should never have kept going after Apocalypse. They should have just said a hard reset right here and now. Yeah, it's a it's a question of how many times you can reset that that storyline and those characters. And I don't think you need to because you've got Deadpool and you've got Logan uh, that you can play with, uh, you know, in a, in a different context. And you've got these new mutants. The trailer looked awesome. And I don't know what happened, but they, they're going to. Well, I think, we'll say this. Maisie Williams has a terrible haircut in that trailer. <laughs> I guess. Are Maybe her the, character's supposed to have a terrible haircut. Are these the last of the Fox before Disney takes them over? Well, okay. I do want to say something about that. That's still not a guaranteed thing yeah like, that still has to be approved by that's not a done deal well i don't know if it's the fcc or congress or the sec it might be the sec the Somebody, sec won't let me be or let me be me yeah um <laughs> they have to still approve that that's mm-hmm. not a done deal and i'm seeing like i feel like everybody's just talking about that being a done deal but yes if the merger goes through these would be the last two fox only movies mm-hmm. And then Disney will probably shut it down, wait five years, and yeah. hard reboot it, and put out an X Men movie every three months because that's yeah. how Disney do. Yeah, because they'll have a they'll have a Wolverine, and then they'll have a uh, you know they'll have a Professor X movie, mm-hmm. and they'll have a they'll have all those, and then they'll somehow combine them into you know <laughs> Avengers and yes. stuff like that. Yes, but yeah, it's just weird. No, yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. Um, it's a little odd and and concerning mm-hmm. because that's a big delay. That's not a little one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. I saw this bit of news that Saudi Arabia has lifted a 35-year-old ban on movie theaters. Uh, I didn't realize that they had a ban, but uh, the the excitement about this is that they there's a population of 30 million people in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are 25 and under and have disposable income. Ah, and uh, a lot of people are speculating that the opening of this market market could mean that it could be in the top 10 easily in the next few years wow. um, but no they have a they have a ton of money like chris was saying disposable incomes that's interesting there's such a disparity in how you know everything is yeah is classified so there. this is a this feels like good news bad news to me because the good news is that the movie industry will find yet another area where they can make money mm-hmm the bad news is that movies that are bad are going to find another way to make money. Yep. And so like so like movies that we considered failures back in the day, well, you know, like The Great Wall, man, that that <laughs> didn't do anything, but it goes to China and it makes a ton of money mm-hmm. and like it, we wouldn't be shocked if you saw a Great Wall too. And they no. just made it for China after that. Like Matt Damon's like you know what? Fuck the U.S. I'll just make this Great Wall too, and make it make it for China, yep. and we won't even have to worry about it. It's almost like a large scale version of what was going on in the '80s and '90s that we just didn't know about, where like the Clooney's and DiCaprio's have been advertising products in Japan and China <laughs> all along, yeah. and we yeah. just never saw these commercials because they're just going over there taking a payday. <laughs> it's a whole other market, and now it's going to be that with movies. Yeah, make it Centauri times. <laughs> now, isn't Saudi Arabia 
I should probably not say this, but isn't this one of these countries where women don't like get to they do just, much? They just lifted the ban on women drivers. So, so the, there was a ban on women drivers mm-hmm. and movie theaters, mm-hmm. and we're lifting them simultaneously. Correct. I can't remember. Is this the? There's a. There is a country that has a has a new leader or ha, or whatever who's who's like fought for a lot of women's rights in these oh. countries that and there's, there's something yeah there's something and i don't know if it's saudi arabia but it, it could be another one they're they're enacting a lot of social change out there for yeah, yeah. A king too right they're a monarchy mm-hmm. saudi arabia mm-hmm. yeah that's what i thought interesting maybe there's like some maybe some new prince just took power and he's all like forward thinking yeah go women let's let women drive let's watch movies Fuck it. let's build a movie theater <laughs> we'll do it live we'll do it live <laughs> Uh, uh, my news item is uh, Donald Glover. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, Donald Glover was set to make an animated Deadpool series with his brother. They were going to write it uh, for FX, the network. And it, it was came out a couple days ago that the whole thing had fallen apart and they were parting ways. And somewhere in there, a rumor came out, maybe started by the studio. Donald, Donald Glover clearly seems to think the studio started the rumor that, that Glover was too busy to mm-hmm. make the Deadpool show. How much did this piss him off? Well, he spent almost all night writing 15 pages of a brand new Deadpool animated show script. It's literally him talking to a rhino. <laughs> Deadpool is talking to a rhino. And it's like Deadpool will say something and ask a question and it'll cut to the rhino choose. Go back to Deadpool. Yeah. It's 15 pages. It references the Who Bit Beyonce meme that just happened. It references the cancellation of the Deadpool animated show. And he tweeted it saying, I did... I was not too busy to do this Deadpool show. And he tweets out this 15-page script that's basically like a fuck you to FX. Yeah. And I I have one or two misgivings with Donald Glover, but in general, like, I love everything about this. This is so Johnny Cash, it's not even fun. Uh, and I just thought that was worth bringing up, tuning people into. So. Yeah, he uh, apparently uh, fooled them on Atlanta. He, he yeah. uh, was going to say that... Um, he, he, they thought it was going to be him and Craig Robinson doing like just regular comedy show or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then he sort of Trojan horsed it or whatever. That's how the, the article uh, termed it was Trojan horsed it to where he made the show that he wanted. Cause he knew that he wasn't going to be able to make the one he pit that he wouldn't be able to make that show if he pitched it. So. Right. Right. And, but now it's gotten so much acclaim that FX can't do anything yeah, about it. They yeah. have to keep going hmm. with it. He seems like the kind of guy that, in general, I would like. Now he he was quoted a month or two ago in an article, an interview, and he was kind of bagging on Lady Gaga because hmm. he was talking that like the quote was something like, "I was at NYU the same time Lady Gaga was." It sounded a little bit butthurt, huh? Like he wasn't quite getting the recognition he deserved. Because I remember reading the quote, going, "Dude, you are getting." all the recognition right now everyone loves everything you do you do not need to be bitter right now about your coverage that may have been the esquire cover story actually where he was he's brash man he's he comes out and he's like i can do things that other people can't do yeah Mm -hmm. and he's right Mm -hmm. (laughs) well he is but you know and that i've seen that in a lot of really creative like genius type people that sort of kind of know-it-all cockiness kind of (laughs) anyway yeah uh that was my news all right, now let's recommend some shit. Recommend Reco- some shit. Reco- Reco- yeah. Totes amaze balls. They're great. It won hey. the Academy Award. Oh, for what? For best movie ever made. Who's going first? I want to go first. Go first. 2002 Hero. Oh, with you Jet remember, Li? You remember this uh, this movie? Is yes. it the Jet one with Li. Jet Li? Yes. Yes. That, that oh, I do. yeah. No, yeah. I, I saw this. It, it came on one of the cable channels. I was like, you know, I don't really remember much about that movie. 
got your boy Donnie Yen in it. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, Zi Zhang uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Crouching, Crouching Tiger, Tiger, Hidden yep. Dragon. And House of Flying Daggers. Yeah, and Jet Li. And this is an amazing movie. It's like an epic battle movie, right? It is. No, well, it's not an epic battle movie. It's about the king of one of the seven realms in China. A true story, you know, historical. Thing. Say, he's playing a character from Dynasty Warriors, the video Correct. game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not. He's, he's playing a real right. character. Dynasty Warriors has that character, in it. and so everybody wants to assassinate this guy. Wants to be the first emperor of China and bring everybody together, and everybody wants to assassinate him. But there's only like three people that could actually do it: Donnie Yen, uh, and then these other two, um, and then Jet Li's character, who's nameless, uh, gets an audience with the emperor because he has killed these other three assassins and it goes about telling his story it's that rashomon type of type of thing where he's telling the story to the emperor but there's false narratives because he's trying to fool him and then the the emperor knows that he's trying to fool him so he gives his other version of Ah. events and it's told in all these flashbacks it's the movie though it's got amazing fighting in it it's got a little bit of the wire foo stuff from crouching tiger hidden dragon and all that stuff Um, but there's a lot of like practical just long take Jet Li and Donnie Yen being a bad-ass duo. Uh, and then the color palette of this movie is insane. I've never seen anything like it. They'll have uh, a scene that's completely red, and then they'll have a scene that's completely blue, and it's like the brightest blue ever. Mm. And then they'll have a battle scene where it's all completely green and orange. It is one of the most amazing movies I've seen in a long time. And I was thinking maybe I'm just overblowing this. It has a super high rating, oh, yeah. critical rating. Well, yeah, the uh, the guy who directed it uh, is Zhang Yimou. Now, the, here's the thing. When we are talking about Chinese names, do we do the surname first and then the first name after? I've never been able to figure I've that out. I've always called Chow Yun-Fat, Chow Yun-Fat. Right. But in if you go to the IMDb, it says Yun-Fat Chow. And yeah. and I don't know which when I've always known this director as Zhang Yimou mm-hmm. and and he's done stuff like Raise the Red Lantern and uh, he did The Curse of the Golden Flower and oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did uh, what's it House of Flying Daggers he's done a lot of these movies and uh, and he's a he's a really good director he's a very visual director and a hero is definitely one of those did you see the premiere of silicon valley yes <laughs> yeah. Jin yang is goes to the lawyers have you ever do you watch the show no i'm catching up though but he goes to a lawyer's and, and the guy calls him mr yang and he's like it's actually it's Jin. you know in china the surname comes first uh and then he presents this letter that ehrlich bachman has supposedly written him mm-hmm. and at the close of the letter the lawyer's reading it out loud and it says sincerely bachman comma ehrlich yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, but that's a strong recommend. For you. That's a good recommend. Yeah, I haven't seen it in forever, but I so good. Yeah, I remember liking it. I want to recommend. It's kind of a wreck of warn because mm-hmm. it's not a great movie, but I'm, I'm finding myself drawn to this kind of movie. Um, this is uh, called Better Living Through Chemistry. I remember um, this, and this is a movie that I found flipping channels. Had never heard of. And it's got all kinds of people in it, you know. It's got Sam Rockwell, Michelle Monaghan, Olivia Wilde, Ray Liotta's in this. Mm. And it's basically about a... What are you laughing at? Michelle Monaghan? <laughs> you were saying that Ray Liotta's in everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's the new Eric Roberts. He is. Uh, so basically, Sam Rockwell's playing a pharmacist. Mm. Michelle Monaghan's his wife. And for whatever reason, he starts a fling with Olivia Wilde, who's this rich um, housewife to Ray Liotta who has too much time on her hands. You know, if you're going to cheat on Michelle Monaghan, mm-hmm. 
do it with Olivia Wilde. Yeah, that's mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's also like into taking all these illegal pharmaceuticals and getting high and all this stuff. And so she starts leading him down this path of being a druggie. And he's, of course, he's taking from his own stash at the pharmacy mm-hmm. and mixing these cocktails for them to have before they have sex and yada yada. And then some government guy comes by to do an inventory on the drugs to match it up against his latest report. Of course, Sam Rockwell knows that's not going to work because he's been stealing these drugs and he has to keep trying to juggle this guy and get him to come back the next day. And then somebody dies. It's not that great. Huh. But it's got. You know how movies sometimes go for that Fargo kind of tone where it's a it's a mix of violence and comedy mm-hmm. um, like that Catherine Heigl movie I was telling you about with uh, Cyclops, <laughs> James Marston, because um, uh, he sleeps with uh, <laughs> sleeps with Jordan Fast and Furious girl. <laughs> Jordana Brewster. <laughs> yeah. And then it's trying to have this, there's murder going on and have this little campy kind of fun tone. And this is doing that. And everybody's having a little bit of fun with their performances. And I, I just think Sam Rockwell is enjoyable in almost anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie as a whole doesn't quite live up to um, any of the individual performances. But I had a good time watching it. Short and sweet. Cool. Get in, get out. Lots of people you know. Uh, maybe you'll like it more than I did or at least as much. All right. Rekka mm-hmm. Warren. Yeah. Nice. There you go. I have no warns again. I don't watch bad stuff, guys. <laughs> I guess not. Just don't. Yeah. Um, my recommend is going to be The Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling. Oh, uh, I saw some of this. Yeah. Uh, the uh, It's actually about a four-hour documentary when you when you, when right. you come to it. It's split up into two parts. The first part goes through Gary Shandling's you know, early years all the way up through the Gary Shandling. It's Gary Shandling's show. Um, and then it, it leaves with the teaser, the Larry Sanders show stuff mm-hmm. is next. So then the second part goes through all the Larry Sanders show stuff and everything. Um, it's always interesting to me to, uh, delve into these type of people who are, they're creatives who are, who are driven by something. They don't know quite what it is. They're always searching and shandling was like a, a way more complicated dude than i ever thought he was mm. uh most of the stuff i've ever seen shandling in he's he's just a funny dude mm-hmm. never thought he was going through all this stuff mm-hmm. and, you know he apparently was haunted by his his brother dying at an early age um he uh he's constantly wanting to be good and be appreciated for being good and everything and he was always hard on himself about this type of stuff uh, like the Larry Sanders show, I didn't realize he was such a, so, um, I don't know if it's domineering is the right word, but he was, he, he fired like a, he fired a show running team like every year, apparently wow. huh. like nobody was ever good enough. And, and like, um, and like towards the end of that show, he was like, really just, I really want to get the fuck off the show, even though it was, had some of the best ratings HBO had ever seen at the time. And Larry Sanders show, I can't believe it. It came at 92 to 98 is when that show was on. Yeah. It's, it's pre Sopranos. This is when yep. we realized when HBO was like the network that it is, you, you forget about a lot of these shows that happened before the Sopranos like that. And, uh, and, uh, what was that? Um, God, there was that one, it was Arliss that was going on at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, the, inside the mind of a married man. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, well, there was that. And, Dream on, dream on, yeah, dream on, dream on which is a Brian Ben Ben, uh, <laughs> and it, 
but uh, but yeah, uh, I remember that show being. I never got a chance to see much Larry Sanders show when because I didn't have HBO at the right. time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to probably go back and watch it now because I knew it was a. Sh- I've seen a few episodes. But uh, it it was just one of those shows. A lot of those people, a lot of the people who started on it, Judd Apatow was on there. Um, I think Al Jean and Mike Reese uh, both started on maybe the Gary Shandling show. They were oh, really? Simpsons people huh, yeah. later on. Uh, but uh, a lot of just it's amazing how many people he uh, either was friends with, like Bob Saget and stuff like that, uh, friends with, or he uh, sort of tutored, or he sort of like you know like. Even Peter Berg is in this documentary really? saying, yeah, I got Gary Shandling's advice on Lone Survivor when I was making huh. it and everything. I was like, really? Wow. And it doesn't seem like anything that you would get Gary Shandling's advice on. But Is that the Marky Mark movie? Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, so, yeah, just hearing a, a bunch of people talking about him and everything. You you may see some part of yourself in Gary Shandling. There's a lot of stuff like, you know, uh, I was... I was watching it going, man, there's a lot of stuff in here that I very much relate to, but there's just a way more complicated dude than I thought he was. Hmm. It's a good documentary. Judd Apatow actually directed it. He's the one who's interviewing all these people, too, in it. Uh, so I recommend it. Nice. Nice. Good call. Okay, well, that'll do it for this week. Um, keep going to uh, Sincast presented by Cinema Sins on Facebook. Uh, keep going to SoundCloud. Keep going to Twitter. Yeah. Keep going. There's a lot of places that you can come and... Uh, comment on this very here episode yeah yeah uh, this very yeah. here yeah yeah, yeah. real for real yeah. i would really greatly appreciate yes <laughs> a lot uh but uh, that'll do it for this week it's chris atkins and jeremy scott barrett share we'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page check us out on youtube twitter facebook and reddit and be sure to visit cinemasins.com You had a lot of fun on that uh, Avril Lavigne narration. I it did. sounded like that one with the Italian sound on it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> hey, Gabagool, Maggiare. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I did I did a few takes on that. <laughs> There's also one I, re- I narrated recently where somebody had written it, and they were like, uh, Jeremy, just say a bunch of gibberish. Editors, do your best. To that do- was the same video. <laughs> that was the same video? <laughs> that was very fun. <laughs> I'm still recovering from that sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Fucking hell. What the hell? Oh, Jesus Christ, Barrett. (laughs) I am. Yeah, so the first trailer I saw of it, I was like, this looks good. More and more I see it, though. It's just like, okay, all right. I think I've seen the whole movie by this point. Yeah, I'm a little worried about that. But I'm still interested in it because... Cena does look funny. Leslie Mann looks... I mean, I'll, I'll watch anything with Leslie Mann in it. Well, and apparently it was made, written, and directed by a woman. And so, yeah. like, the message of the movie are that the... the First of all, it's three girls instead mm-hmm. of three teenage boys. And yeah. they, apparently the movie's message is that, you know, well-informed teens can make good decisions for themselves. And uh, so, yeah, I, I went from, eh, maybe I'll see it, to, eh, maybe I need to see it. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm I was going to try I think I was going to try to catch this at some point uh, before it, you know, even before it got on video or whatever. But uh, that girl, Catherine Newton, 
she was in Paranormal Activity four. She was like the girl oh. in that. She was like fifteen. Now she's been in a ton of stuff. Since. Oh yeah, she was in Three Billboards. She was in Lady Bird. Wow, she had a good year. Yeah, but yeah, it looks it looks decent. Catherine Newton was in Paranormal Activity four. She was the main girl in that. She was like fifteen when Paranormal Activity four came out. Now is that the like, one with the Xbox? I don't know if it had an Xbox, but it was the one where it was mostly Skype. Oh through. no! Okay, so it was three that had the 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 motion, the speckles everywhere. You know what I'm talking about? That they put all the sparkles out there, and it, it showed the form of uh, of Toby. That's the only thing I really remember about. All it, I can it tell was, you is you remember way too fucking much about these movies. Wow. <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, was this this is this blonde girl? Like you you like remember Toby's name and that, shit? Yeah, that's probably. I, I, there's a couple of paranormal activities I haven't seen, and the one where they. There's another That's one. That's the modern one. Of course, the Skype one is super modern. Yeah, three was the sort of the prequel because it was the kids. And is that where they end up finding the coven at the end? Yes. Okay, that's three. So four, I think, is probably the... Uh, the I one. don't remember any sparkly thing in four. It's it's the... You remember Xbox had this, like, Xbox motion? Oh, you're right. It was in that. I, okay, I had no fucking clue. What you, <laughs> I thought they were throwing pixie dust in the air. And I was like, no, no, yeah, that's in four. Because they had the, they had the like, fake adopted kid or whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they go in and, like, uh, there's a there's a point where they put on, it's the it's a Nintendo thing. It's the, um, what was the Nintendo? I think it's Xbox Motion, which is, like, the Wii. Okay. Where it where you can play literally by moving around yeah, and your avatar yeah, moves yeah, around. Yeah, that's, yeah, but that's, that's how they do it. They have all those, like, four. those yeah. pixie dust. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, like I threw like you know, somebody was like did the Michael Jackson smooth criminal thing and, <laughs> and just blew some dust. Harmony Kareen is like around our age, a little bit older, I guess. He's older. He's probably I don't know. He's seventy four, maybe seventy three, somewhere in there. That's nineteen seventy three. Not okay. Huh? You oh, saying. you were talking years, not age. <laughs> No, it was, yeah, talking about the year he was born. Okay, because Barrett said he's our age, and, and then I, all I heard was 74, 73. I was like, well, I'm not that old. <laughs> I think that's when he was born. 73, yeah. January 4th. God, you know ages, man. Yeah. Anytime I watch a movie, and I'm like, oh, I'm interested in this person. Let me see what they're all about. And I usually look at their birth date and stuff, and I mm. look at, are they my age? Are they, right. are, I like... I have this thing about people who were born in my year mm-hmm. or people who might have been in my my senior class. At high That's school. why I've always been a Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning fan because mm-hmm. they're basically my class. Yeah. And awesome. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I would be the same way about them. So, like, I get even though and, you know, you get later in the 1977, you don't you, you wouldn't have people who would who would have been in my senior class, but they still born in 77. So I have people like Michael Fassbender and I have Tom Hardy. And I have, really? Yeah. And um, and uh, but then there's like people who were born in like, you know, August to December of 1976. I have the same sort of kinship with them as mm-hmm. well. Danny McBride, Sarah Chalk. Ooh, Sarah Chalk. Uh, Sarah Chalk was August of 76. Ooh. The, the Sarah Chalk, though, I looked her up. She graduated a year before I did, so she's, I don't know. Well, she had to go to med school before August, she got Yeah, she had to go to med school. Scrubs. Har, har, That's har, right. har, scrubs jokes. By the way, <laughs> I didn't, haven't seen that new Roseanne, but they got her a character 
in Roseanne. I saw this. I looked oh, really? at the, the yeah, cast list. Both of them are somehow going to be in the show. Yeah, but she's not playing Becky. No. She's playing some other character. And I'm sure that there's like jokes about like, oh, her, yeah, yeah, you know, her being Becky and everything. No, I, I never really liked the first Roseanne. I didn't either. I'm sure it was fine, but I never, I just never watched it. No, it was, uh, I mean, I didn't watch it religiously or anything, but it was, um, I did watch it. And I and I thought it was very well written. Mm. Uh, it's it's it, the reason why I think it has its uh, place in TV history and everything is that there was there were there haven't been very many shows that depict the like lower middle class, mm-hmm. right? And and so that's why when they came back and everything, she's like a Trump supporter yeah. and all this other type of stuff. So they've got a lot of things to say about living in this kind of almost poverty, but not quite. Yeah. You know, and everything. And Roseanne was always just so acid about everything. Yeah. It just, it was so funny to watch. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was, I th- always thought it was a well-written show. And that's back in the day when like Tom Arnold was writing for it and all that. He was writing for it? I think so. And then he, and then he became Tom uh, Arnold, Tom Arnold, like the, you know, the goofball. Uh, he actually was acting on the show and all that. What's he best known for? True Lies? Carpool. Yeah, carpool, me, uh, uh, the stupids. Uh, I can't believe we just came up with that many Tom Arnold movies uh, off the top of our head. What is carpool? I don't remember carpool. I just know it's a movie that he was in. The the part where he's in the uh, the bathroom in Austin Powers. Oh yeah, tell me who number two works for. That's right, man. You give that shit hell, man. (laughs) Show that turd who's boss. Yeah, show that turd who's boss. We're gonna get through this together. Yeah. 